All right, all right. It is list season and one of our favorite times of the year. Welcome to our annual OG year-end podcast on Are You Entertained? I'm Trey Alessio alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. How are we doing? Oh, we're, we're Happy New Year. Yes. I once got New Year in March. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're new to the program, Brandon and I will go back and forth revealing our top 10 TV shows, movies, sh- songs, albums, sports moments, and more in descending order. Uh, strap in because it might be a long podcast, but it's always a fun one. So let's get right into it. It feels like we haven't been on a pod, like a real pod for a minute. Um, in that time, Spider-Man happened. Yep. So we didn't really did. get to break down Spider-Man. I know if we do that plus this, it'll be like a three-hour podcast. Yep. So we don't have to do it, but... I have a feeling like we will at least touch on we it. We will touch on it, I'm sure. Yes. Exactly. So we can get on that. But that was the big thing that happened in between the last was. podcast. So, um, All right. We're going to kick it off with TV shows. Um, so, again, I will go my number 10. Brandon will go his number 10. We'll talk about um, our rankings, and it'll be fun. Yep. All right. So I will kick it off. TV show number 10. This is one that... I wasn't as enthralled with as a lot of people. I still wanted to give it its recognition because I did like it. Um, it just seemed like it took the world by storm, and that is uh, Squid Game on Netflix. Um, I, f- I watched the first two or three episodes in English, and I switched to Korean with subtitles, and I feel like that shifted how much I liked it because it felt more authentic, yep. felt more cheesy a little bit with the English. Um, I liked the premise I think I like the premise more than it, the actual show, but the twist at the end was cool, and uh, maybe the few. I, I think I saw today that uh, the showrunner said something about in talks for like two more seasons, so that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, Squid Game on Netflix is my number ten. All right, well, so with TV shows, there's, there's a lot of like a similar theme as far as like Marvel Disney right, Plus right. for me. Yep, uh, you much you watch a lot more TV shows than I do. I'm a degenerate. Uh, I sit at my home and do nothing. Yeah. So number, <laughs> that, that, I didn't mean yeah. I just, it's okay. <laughs> that, that sounded terrible. Um, number ten for me is Bad Batch. Nice. Um, I forgot about that. Honestly. I didn't. It, it's it's really not a top ten show, um, but it comes in at number ten on my list. Uh, it was fine. It, right. It of all the Marvel, all the. Um, su- uh, Superman, Star Wars, Star Wars um, shows. This was the one I was least excited right. for. Um, they weren't my favorite storyline in the Clone Wars in general. Right. Um, so I, I, I think we could have done without. Exactly. Um, it felt like unnecessary, but it was fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was fine. It, right. it was nothing great, nothing bad. Right. It was just. I didn't feel like I TV. was like every week. Like, oh my god, I need to watch Bad. No, it was definitely one of the shows where like. Usually for any Marvel and Star Wars, like that day I'm watching, this was definitely more of a, yeah, came out on a right. Friday, maybe by Tuesday I'll watch <laughs> Exactly. It. So. I was the same way. Yeah. I was the same way. Okay, my number nine I think didn't get a lot of like publicity, but I really enjoyed the show. Um, it's going to be a limited series because it got canceled and it's not coming back for season two. Um, it's an Apple TV Plus series and um, – This pilot, like, resonated with me in a deep, deep way. The whole show itself, I think eight or ten episodes, it kind of is a slow burn, but it ended on a really, really good note. 
and that's Mr. Corman. Um, it is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he's a teacher, and it's really about life. And really, like like I said, the pilot is amazing. Um, I enjoyed the show. That's why it's a little bit lower on my list. Um, it's a slow burn, but highly recommend it if you have Apple TV. Okay. <clears throat> um, my number nine is What If. Um, so this was a show I was actually really excited for. I yeah. think this was like a top two or three most anticipated for me. Yeah. Um, when they announced it and I liked every episode. Mm -hmm. I loved a couple, but I really, but I liked all the others. Um, I'm more curious to see, you know, someone when they created it, talked about it's Canon and right. You know, see, that's the weird part. That's the weird part for me. I don't know if I can get past that, but I thought it was a really cool show. I'm excited for season two. It's just a fun show, right? right? Uh, the what doctor, are your couple of favorites? The Doctor Strange right. one. I think that's that by far unanimously. is the best one, man. Yeah, and then I love the Marvel. So dark. Uh, yeah, so dark. I love the Marvel Zombies one. I'm not yeah. a zombie guy, um, but I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, and they announced and they the announced Marvel the, Zombies. Yeah. It's so, animated, right? They're yeah. going to just keep going with that. Yeah. So My thing with What If is, so clearly, like, the the episodes, as you're watching them come out week to week, it's like a one-off, like they don't tie together. The story, but yeah. then in the end, they somehow found a way yeah. to tie them together, which I thought was interesting. So my question moving forward is, do they wipe the slate clean and do a whole new slate of episodes in season two? I would or do ass- they continue with yeah. The Watcher? That's, I, would assume, that's what I, would, I would assume The Watcher will always be a part of it. Right, just, just different episodes. Different cast of characters. That'd be I cool. I, th- I hope they do. I, I think it would be cooler that way. I just They had a kind of a cohesive storyline at the end there. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if they keep that going or just have The Watcher with new shit. And I do hope it's Jeffrey Wright that played the yep. name. Yep. I, I do hope that he comes to like the live action. Live action. That'd be sick. Because he's... Oh, yeah. He's just got a great voice. Right. He's a good actor. Exactly. I want to see him. In yeah, that. that'd be cool. Okay. <clears throat> My number eight um, TV show of 2021, another Apple series. Um, I'm showing a little love to Apple, but this is a, a real slow burn. Um, talk about world building. I think it came from a book. Um, it's it's very sci-fi. It's called Foundation, um, and it's basically the premise of it is um, – this guy predicts the future with math, basically. And he predicts that the humanity is coming to an end, and he proposes that this group of people lay a foundation for the future that they can build on. And I just think it's a sci-fi show, but it feels very like real, and um, I just really, really enjoy There's a lot of storylines going on, and they do it, to where like one whole episode doesn't touch on um, one storyline versus the second episode touches on a whole other, meaning that like the world is so big that like I'm excited to see what they do in the future. But uh, it really hit home at the end, and they wrapped it up in a beautiful way, and um, really excited to see what they do in the future. So that is uh, foundation number eight for me. Okay, my number <clears throat> eight is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, again, I enjoyed every episode. It just um, the common theme with me so far with Marvel TV shows, and I think you guys touched on it in Scrubs, right. is outside of Loki, there's been finale problems um, right. because they're they're rushing, they're they're trying to do too much with too little time, mm-hmm. and then there's also a too many villain problem, right? Yeah, um, the two shows that I think were the most successful were WandaVision and Loki, and that's because they really focused on 
one villain at yeah. the end. Um, and it, to me, it made it a more like a better, more fulfilling story at the end. Mm-hmm. So I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. They just had a lot of villain problems. And okay. then um, of the Marvel shows, I think it was the least predictable uh, or the most predictable, excuse me. Um, you know, the big reveal was going to be who um, the, the whatever it is. I can't think of the villain's name that ended up being Agent Carter or oh, Sharon Carter. Um, God. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I'm off, off of who it was. Uh, it's uh, a cool name. Yeah, um, and like I think everybody like pretty much predicted that by the time right. that episode aired. So it was good. Um, will we be talking about Hawkeye on your list? Can we spoil that? Yeah, yeah. we will be talking. Yeah. Okay, we'll save it. Um, okay. All right. Uh, are you done with? Sorry, yeah. I feel yeah. like nope. I cut you off. My You're bad. Good. Okay, number seven is an HBO Max original series. Um, this is a season two, but it's an anthology. So, um, the first season was Anna Kendrick and this dude, I don't know the actor's name. I apologize, but, uh, really, really great, brilliant show. It's just very relatable. And that is love life. Um, it's, it, it, the title gives it away. It's kind of a rom-com, but, uh, just very relatable. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was funny. Um, it was kind of deep, and I really thought the writing was really um, brilliant. So, number seven, Love Life. Power Broker. Power That's Broker. We were going That's for. it. Cool name. IT got on that one for us. Thank you, IT. Um, <laughs> number seven for me, I went with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. Um, really, really enjoyed this season. It's just <laughs> you can't watch the show and not have two or three just not like huge bellyache laughs, but just chuckles. Yeah. And it's so damn funny. Uh <laughs> Uh, is it Irma? Irma? Yeah, yeah. She's she was god. a great addition. <laughs> oh my god! Just so nasty of a human yes. being, and Larry's got to pretend to like her, and it's just that her, her that, surgery had me dying. What yeah. she wanted? Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! The the show is just so consistent, which is what I love about it. That you, it's always funny. There's there's always and it know, always wraps around. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's great. Um, so they do a Leon. Really nice job. Leon's hilarious. Vince Leon. Vaughn's been great. <laughs> yeah. So yep. uh, yeah, that's number seven for me. Curb. All right, uh, number six is Dave, season two. Um, I thought uh, there was one episode in particular that I thought was just incredibly brilliant, um, and that was the one where he goes to. D- do you watch Dave? I, you don't watch Dave. Um, there was one where he goes to Rick Rubin's house and uh, essentially finds himself in this like meditative because they play up like Rick Rubin is like this meditative guy and he never actually sees Rick Rubin at the house, <laughs> but uh, he plays up this like meditative. Uh, thing where he gets in this pod and um, kind of sees the reason he's becoming how he is throughout the whole season and uh, just really just great TV uh, but Dave is fun Dave is funny and it's smart um, it, you know it encompasses everything that I like hip-hop TV um, and just deep themes and I, I really enjoy the season I think I like season one a little bit better but um Season two lives up. So Dave, number six. My number six is Hawkeye. Um, so this was this one benefits a lot from like expectations, right? right? Like no one had high expectations of Hawkeye going into <clears throat> it. But to me, this felt like the most comic book yeah. um, Marvel project, to be yeah. honest. Very ground level. 
Um, Haley Steinfeld absolutely killed it as Kate Bishop. She was great. The addition of Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. um, Yelena was awesome. Those two together is going to be really fun for the MCU right. moving forward. Um, I thought it was uh, 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 Jeremy Renner's best performance as Hawkeye. We finally like he finally got his due. He's he's often been. Um, Kind of a side character, a very side character right. that no one really likes. Right. Um, so it, it was nice to see that again. The only problem with the show is last episode. That's what I. So that's why I brought it up in their last one. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, so spoiler alert! Um, spoiler alert! Yeah. Um, Wilson Fisk as Kingpin. Um, they bring him back from the Daredevil series, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. But like you said in the last episode, and we can spoiler alert again. Um, just they leave you on a cliffhanger and i mean you're led to believe that he dies if you don't know comic book lore he you think he's dead right so i texted you and i was like no fucking way and you're like no 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 i was like okay okay but it's like (laughs) he's like too cool of a character you can't fucking kill him off after two episodes yeah so in the comics he gets shot and goes blind so i'm guessing that's what they're setting up but that's a shitty way to end that for people that right, don't right? Like, know the comic books. I will say a lot of people were pissed about the post credit scene. I actually just thought it was kind of hilarious. The In the, Hawkeye? Yeah. Shit, I don't know if I watched it. The musical? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah like, it was forgettable. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but. everyone like just keeps waiting, like, okay, there's right. gonna be another one. There's right. Be, and there's not. Like to me that was really funny. Uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> so it was and more honestly, of a that, troll. that song kind of slaps. <laughs> I thought about it on my top ten. That's hilarious. Okay, um, we're up to number five. Um, so I have, this is a FX show that uh, streams on Hulu. Um, it's Reservation Dogs, and um, highly recommend it. It's kind of a a culture that I'm not very familiar with, and I appreciated it that much more because it kind of opens up that world for me, um, that Native American um, s- style of living mm-hmm. i guess um but they do it through uh, the lens of these kids and i just thought it was brilliantly written um it was it was a hilarious show and i just thought it was really cool how they ended it um very so with me being a screenwriter and kind of trying to pick up on the uh, series engine it's very clear what the series engine is like you know the whole time like they're they're planning to leave and then they just don't. Did you watch it? I've watched the first two okay. episodes. Okay. I'm sorry. I spoiled That's okay. it a little bit. It's, but, it's um, not like a spoiler type right, show. Right, right. I just thought it was a really, really uh, well-written show. Very funny. So I wanted to give it its love. Yeah. Reservation Dogs. The two little dudes on the bike crack me uh, up they're every great. time they show they're up. They're hilarious. When they're rapping and stuff. I, so. And I like how they... they um, so you watched the first episode, I think. The first I, two, I think. The first two. So you, I think you saw the part where he's dreaming and mm-hmm. the he's on the the Native American is on the horse. Yeah, I thought that part was so funny. I did too. And the the way they like incorporate, like obviously it's kind of fantasy, yeah. but it felt like it still fit. Like yeah. it was funny. I thought yep. it was awesome. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a show that if I would have watched all of it, definitely would have been a yeah. top ten show. I can just tell from the vibes. And right. Shout out to Taika. That man just doesn't. Yeah, miss. I forgot and he like, produced the it. The best yeah. thing about Taika is he takes huge risk. Right. Which I love because it's really creative stuff that he comes up with. Um, you know, he like he completely changed Thor. Um, yeah. I, both of us, I think, had that. Um, what's the name of that? Jojo um, Rabbit. Jojo in Rabbit. Our top yep. ten yep. that year. So he just he takes big risk and he delivers hilarious product every right. time. Um, my number five is Wandavision. Cool. Um, 
this show benefits a lot more from the style, like the different styles that they went for. I thought right. that like aspect of it was really cool. A little confusing at times, um, but it was it was just honestly it was just a fun show, right? Um, and to get to finally see like the true power of Wanda, her becoming um, the Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch. So all of it was just it was fun. It was really cool. It kept you guessing a lot of theories, right? We didn't get Mephisto, <laughs> um, but it, it, as of yet, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's what like made it fun, right? Like right. the week to week with Marvel, yeah. you you get to guess. You're listening to a right. bunch of things, so that's why I love week to week, yeah, releases. Honestly, yeah. I. I, I think it's the right way to go too so um it was just it was a really fun show and i think i think marvel benefited with that being their first yep. show like it, it it opened up the doors to what they can do creatively oh absolutely whereas if if falcon winter soldier came out first was that which i think was supposed, supposed to happen to, yeah um it, that just felt more marvel yeah and this one felt like completely off the wall different and i think yep. moving forward they'll benefit from that absolutely yeah so wandavision definitely dope all right, my number four is another HBO Max original series. I thought this uh, show was just hilarious and, again, just just fascinating. And um, that is Hacks. So it's a it's a two handed it's a two hander type show where you have this um, what they build her up to be kind of this washed up comic and this Hollywood girl who is trying to make her name in the game of co- comedy writing. And they pair up and they beef a little bit, but um, you see the relationship grow. Just, <clears throat> just a hilarious show. But it's it's just there's a lot of heart in it too. Um, highly recommend it if you're looking for a quick, um, easy show to watch. It's like 30 minutes or so, and it's just brilliant. It's just great. So uh, hacks on HBO Max. Okay, my number four. You already touched on it. Squid Game. Um, yeah. Just took took the whole world honestly right. by storm. It's crazy. Um, the only thing I'll add is it was just the like the design of it, the colors, oh, yeah. all Very of cool. that stuff with the costume design, all of that stuff. The kind of like behind the scenes TV show making aspect of it was really well done right. um, and just beautiful. And it's just, it was such a unique concept that we really haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, I did watch it in English and it, it does take a minute to right. get past the, uh, the voice overs. <laughs> right. Will. Um, but it was, it was an incredible show. Yeah. Um, and just, for it, sure. It was, it was crazy how it exploded. Yo, it, it was absolutely insane. I mean, that's all people talked about. I yeah. mean, Halloween, that's yeah. all people were. Yeah, crazy. Okay, my number three, um, the show is still going on, and I actually binged this uh, during quarantine, um, but I, it, it, it's addicting as hell, and that's Yellowstone. Okay. Um, I'm almost caught up. I So season four is currently going on right now. Um, and I binged it. I think I'm up to season four, episode six is what I'm on. So I'm, if I, I think, I think the episode 10 premieres this Sunday. So honestly, I'll probably bang out a few episodes today and tomorrow and be caught up so I can watch it live. But, uh, just a great show. So addicting. I want to say this, um, actually I'll wait, I'll wait to reveal my other one and I'll give kind of some comparisons, but Yellowstone, just, just a, a culture that I know nothing about again. Um, but I would say it's like the Western Sopranos. Um, just really, really, really good. Well, I'm, I'm working my way through season one right now. Um, but again, I already, it's, 
it's one of those shows when you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking love this. Yeah. That if I was caught up, it would definitely have been a top five show for me. Right. And I'll be honest, I think season three and four are my like I like them yep. better than one and two. So I don't know. It just keeps getting better. Yep. It, you, you, I think that's because like you become accustomed to the characters yeah. and you're, like you're invested. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but Costner's just oh a he's great. Badass. He's great. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Mayor of Easttown. Did nice. you watch Mayor of Easttown? I haven't watched that one. Oh, you need to watch yeah. that. That a rare HBO show that I've seen that Trey hasn't. <laughs> right? Uh, That's, it's a limited series, right? It is a limited yeah, series. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet. That's right. Uh, to me, I don't know if anybody... I, to me, she wins the Emmy uh, okay. for Best Actress in a Limited Series. She she was absolutely incredible. The story has so many twists and turns. The, the ending when you find out like who did it was shocking really um you really don't see it coming so it was it was a really well done show um and that kind of took the world by storm too yeah, i mean i saw did. twitter everyone was talking about that yeah. when that it really came, came out, out a good time there wasn't a ton right. of time right um so. that was when really hbo was like kind of hurting yeah like they kept coming with those limited series yeah. that kind of just kind of fell by the wayside a little bit Absolutely. and that was one that really stood out yep. so all right we're up to number two just one of the most heartwarming shows I've really ever seen. Uh, another Apple show, showing a lot of love to Apple, but uh, that's Ted Lasso. I was him for Halloween. Um, <clears throat> again, just amazing writing. Um, Jason Sudeikis just encompasses that whole role. He's great in it, um, but then you get all these other side characters that you become invested in, and um, just just amazing. It's so, like... Talk about a show that like you just watch and you feel better after watching it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's just it, it's just really really good. I thought it was also very intriguing how they incorporated a lot of darker themes in season two, but yet they still bring that heartwarming feel to the show. Uh, I know you haven't. I know you don't have Apple TV, but I highly. Highly recommend the show. You so, would love it. I just got a new phone, and with that, I can oh, really? get three free months yeah. of Apple TV. Bang so it out. It, I, you'll, it's worth I'm, it. I'm definitely going to. I was, I like debated on if I do it and just binge Ted Lasso real quick, <laughs> but I, it, it's I, easy. It, it would be easy to do. Yeah. It's like you know, thirty minutes. Yeah. And Sudeikis is my guy. He's one of those few. Like he's Vince for a long time. It was kind of we like weird, but Vince Vaughn was my favorite actor for a really long time, um, just because. We have very similar hilarious. comedy right. <laughs> uh, bits um, and like smart assness. Yeah. Um, and Sudeikis is kind of like my new guy, like that. Like, I just, he's just so damn fun. Everything he does, I just crack up at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He kinda, definitely... He's kind of like Ryan Reynolds is to like Deadpool. Like, it feels like he is that role yeah. of Ted Lasso. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. All right. My number two is Loki. Okay. Um, to me, it was by far and above all of the other Marvel shows. Um, and the reason like why it's so high for me is when you have a finale of a season and we know we're getting a season two, but when you have a finale of a season, um, and it's going to be similar to probably both of our number ones <laughs> where there's not really anything that happens. It's just dialogue. Yeah. And you are like enthralled by it. Like you just can't believe it. That says something about how damn good of a, like, of writing it is how good of the acting is and spoiler alert um if you haven't watched loki and you're going to um 
Fast forward 30 seconds. But <laughs> Jonathan Majors as King was incredible. I agree. Every word he said, you're just like, first off, you can't believe he's there. Right. Like you, it was rumor. Like like a theory actually yeah, comes true. Yes, finally. <laughs> right. And so you're just like, you're hanging on to every word. The way he says everything, the, yeah, all of it was just incredible. And to think that that's the nice version of King. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was incredible. I can't remember her name, but the girl Sylvie. played Sylvie. Yeah. Um, just, just Star Lord energy in Infinity yeah. War. <laughs> yeah. uh, Owen Wilson, yeah, killed surprisingly it. great. Yes, he was awesome in it. So it was a really well done show. Um, it the was most a well fun show. of the Marvel shows, oh, for absolutely. sure, and the one with by far the most implications. implications. Right, for sure, for sure. All right, I'm excited to talk about my number one. I think we probably have the same number one. Right. All right, so that's season three of Succession. Oh shit! No, that's not what I had. Actually, no, I'm just I was gonna say <laughs> what? Um, yeah, just th- this show makes me want to be a better writer. Uh, and really, because talk- it makes me want to be a fucking billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so talk, just talk about a show that is strictly dialogue, but you're just enthralled by it. I think the reason why Succession is so wildly raved about is because of the genre bending. It's such a hilarious show, but it, yet at the same time, the drama is so tense. Yeah. And just the acting is be- the acting, the way they like catch their reactions. It's just amazing. And you don't know, you would have to think that's improv. Yeah. Like, right? It, there's no way they write that into it. They're but so it's just developed. amazing. Yeah. And They're, the whole uh, the whole thing, the piece about, um, what's his name? Jeremy Strong. Yeah. I honestly think he got the shit end of the deal. Did you read that? I didn't read it, but I heard a lot of people talking about it. A lot of people it. were hating on it. Like, yeah. I don't see a problem with method acting. Like, they were trying to, like, shit on him, and I don't think... I could based see... Based off that article, I could see him being a dick. Yeah, I could but see... But you get the product you want, you know what I mean, out of his acting. Like, Kendall yeah. Roy is a great fucking role. It is. I could see, if you're on set, that being kind of fucking annoying. Oh, yeah, 100%. With, uh, which is where I think they were trying to come from. Yeah. Uh, but I will just say this. The reason why Succession, to me, is the top show right now and is an all-timer for yeah. me is there, <laughs> there's, to me, maybe The Sopranos I would put up there. But as far as like a whole cast, they know and understand their characters so well right. and they're so developed that you, you just fall in love with every single character. Exactly. I've never watched a show... Where, like, I have consistently changed, like, who I'm rooting for, <laughs> right. right? Like, you start, you kind of rooting for Sorry. Kendall. And then you're kind of like, yeah, fuck Kendall. Go <laughs> shit, right? And then, you know, you're always rooting See, for it Tom seems like it seems like every year they're trying to pimp out another yep. character. Am I right? Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. And yeah. so, it, it's just... And honestly, it's hard for me to even pick, like, who's my favorite. Right. I, you have to take Greg out for me. Greg the Egg? Is Greg, your... Greg is just consistently the <laughs> right. best. Like, when he's on screen, it's just, it's 100%. It never misses. Um, and Tom's pretty damn close to that right. for me, too. Um, but Tom the... Wansgan's not going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> but of all the siblings, like, they're all just awesome and shitty at the same yeah. time. And yeah. I think Logan's that's what, a fucking ass, but right. you know, there's times where you're like, you know what? It'd probably be kind of fucking annoying to have these kids who just expect all this shit all the right. time. Connor, I thought this season was awesome. I think they are utilizing him really well this season. So it was just, it was an incredible season at TV. Yeah. And again, I think it was a slow burn. Like 
personally out of the the three seasons this is my least favorite oh, really? but still th- th- i don't want to say bottom tier because it's just amazing but succession's worst season is far better than it, a lot yeah. of other shows See, i actually made. think this is my favorite season because really? for me i love the like corporate behind the scenes type yeah. shit more than like the other stuff you know, f- go on, on like a beautiful island and just talk about rich people problems. Fuck yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. So I, I loved. I, I, I to me, this might be my favorite okay, season. That's cool. I mean, uh, again, I, like I love the season. I'm just saying, out of the three, but I think what makes it such a relatable show is like we all have family problems, mm-hmm. and really, that at the core of this, it's a dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. It's just at the highest level. They're fucked up. I do want to. I do want to. So the reason I kind of brought it up was I wanted to compare it to Yellowstone a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I, you're not fully into Yellowstone. No, I, but and I, I understand. I won't spoil. Yeah, I understand like, the principles. You, of it, you, yeah. you, you get the like dysfunctional family mm-hmm. vibes of both of them. Absolutely. Here's my only like, and I hope I articulate this the right way, where I don't sound like a complete asshole, but Succession feels more tongue in cheek. So I think about it in this way, like. I'm trying to get a TV show made into the world. And I think about it in terms of like, you look at, and I I try to always think about diversity, especially when making a new TV show, writing a new TV show. And you think about like, this is a TV, oh, all white TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's call it for what it is. And you think about like, how the hell do they get that made in 2021? Right. You know? And, my only not beef, but succession feels like they're tongue in cheek making fun of the fact that they're all white and at the highest level. Like yeah. it shouldn't be that way. That's why they're making fun of it. Yeah. Whereas Yellowstone feels like they're embracing their whiteness a little bit. Well, yeah, because it's a because it's struggle. conservative and you know it's on a ranch and I get it. That that would but be. But they my, also have an enemy, right? The enemy is right. The Native American show, right. at least in season one. I'm telling by yeah. the previews of season three or four that <laughs> I won't they're spoil still around. It gets crazy. Yeah. But um, that, it just, that would be my only like partial beef with Yellowstone yeah. is like it feels like they embrace it. And um, I, I think about like the White Lotus. I know it wasn't our favorite show this year, but it's kind of weird because a lot of critics fucking loved it. Yeah. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. But like a show like that is like all white. But like they're making fun of the White whiteness, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. so that I just wanted to bring that up. I don't really have a point here. I just I don't know. I just the comparison. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I will say as far as just like characters, this is we're that's okay. Yeah. Taking we can, a we different can turn that here. Off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted uh, to not that I don't love deep point. conversations, but uh, the sister in Yellowstone, sister. Yeah. Oh, uh, Beth. Beth. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. At least in season one. She might be the greatest TV show character of all time. Just wait. She's so fucking awesome in <laughs> oh, that show. Man. She's a fucking train wreck. She's a fucking savage, bro. Yeah. Just the, wait. Just wait. The to me, one of the greatest lines ever written and ever fucking said on TV was when uh, Jamie asked uh, uh, Kevin Costner, "Like, why is she here?" And he goes, "Because I need fucking evil or something, or because she's pure evil or something." Yeah. Was just so fucking awesome. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was it was great. It's a she, really, she's she's a fucking kick. Don't get me character. wrong, Yellowstone's a really good show, and I like it a lot. It's it's just a a yeah. culture that I don't know much about, and it's in it's enthralling to yeah. learn about it. So, all right, uh, that's our TV show portion. Shall we 
kick it to the big screen. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm going to start off with my number 10 movie. Um, this could be higher, um, but I think it's in a good spot, and that is Inside by Bo Burnham. And you, some people could call it a comedy special because it is a comedy special. But I truly do think that this is a film. Like, yeah. this is – there's an arc, there's a character arc, and there's a story being told in it. And I think it's just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You love Bo Burnham. You kind of put did. me on back yep. in the day. But I really, really fell in love with him with this uh, film and album. And um, I think it did just – an amazing job of encompassing what 2020 felt like. Yep. Like each song and each like part of the the film, like it just adds a different layer. And it, this is honestly, I, I honestly think it's deeper than like the surface, like watching it. I think there's a lot of deep layers in this film and album, but uh, the, I've, I've been, this album has been on repeat um, that it, it, it's coincides with the film, but just, just absolutely brilliant. Um, it has inspired me, and I hope to uh, have a project kind of similar to this. But um, just absolutely brilliant, Bo Burnham. I did not consider that a movie, otherwise it probably would. Yeah, and that's been some, a lot of people. I don't think do. I just yeah. watching. Uh, it's it, fair. It's fair. Yeah, watching it, you're like, damn, that like there's that a plot, felt there's like a, a movie. Story, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, I will say Bo Burnham. He's finally getting the credit now, right? But people never like. Because he does the weird songs and they're right. funny and stuff, but people never really like understood how like sh- smart and intellectually right. like curious that dude is. Like in so many of his stand ups and his songs, there that's so much more than just like oh that a was silly a funny song. line, right? Right, like, right. The dude is just stupid talented, right? And I, I haven't listened to. Uh, I I think he probably has albums or yeah. stand up, you know, in the past. But th- just this one being kind of the first one, I'm kind of really introduced. This is to. definitely the most like deep, right? It just super it, it felt like yeah. super super layered, and like it just felt yeah. it embodies what 2020 felt like. Yeah. So I wanted to give it some love for sure. So yeah. inside number ten, I am sad he's not going to play Larry Bird in that. I know, show. I know, that would have been fun. That would have been awesome. All right, my number ten um, is Eternals. Okay. Um, I think this was the movie outside of Spider-Man, me and you were probably most excited for as far yeah. as Marvel projects yeah, for sure. this year. Um, and it was good. It was, oh, a, yeah. it was a good-ass movie. It was just a little bloated. Agreed. Um, the villains say, I, weren't great. Have you seen it once? Yeah. Okay, I saw it, twi- I saw it twice, and I did appreciate it more the second time. Yeah. You struggled a lot more with it the first yeah. time than I did. I yeah, think. you liked it more than me yeah. on the first time. The for a lot of people, and to some extent me, the the villains were kind of hard to define. Um, right. But the cast of characters and their like the roles they played were incredible. Oh yeah. Uh they were all awesome. Um you got some great stuff at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um so it Marvel took a risk. It was beautifully shot. Right. Chloe uh, Zoe was she did an incredible job right. with it. Um, I'm glad they gave that type of movie to her. Agreed. Um, to me, the the biggest miss was Angelina Jolie. Sadly to say, she was just collecting a paycheck. If you ask me, <laughs> uh, 
but it it, it was Sorry. incredibly well done. The, the it was beautifully shot. Um, I'm I think the biggest question mark for me with Eternals is like, what are we going to see of them moving forward? Are right. we going to see because this movie? Did they say at the end they'll return? I I don't think they did. Okay, okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure this was like the lowest rated yeah. Marvel movie yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, which is really stupid because yeah. it was a good movie. It was good. After the first uh, watch, I I felt it was a little hard to keep track of the characters and their motivations just because of the quantity of yeah. them because there's like eight characters, right? And to some extent, I think that's also some of the plan too. Yeah, and I think that's oh. intended for sure because it throws you you know, for a loop, a twist. Um, I just like you're trying to keep up with like, Okay, the villains had like they are for this, and then they twist it with with the the heroes, and you're like, I don't know. It, it felt very hard to follow yep. the first time, but after the second time, knowing the twist, you pick up on more, and yep. I appreciate it more. So it should have been like a a multi season TV show before yeah. they yeah. went to theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for TV storytelling because you get more ground yeah. to to tell the story. Yeah. So because then we could have had episodes that just focus on each. Character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, my number nine won the Oscar this past year, and that is Nomadland. Uh, speaking of Chloe Zhao, yeah, um, that is uh, her directorial, probably not debut, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. she was the director. Um, this movie, I. It's a it's a really unique movie because it felt like a documentary style. Um, I thought there was a lot of heart, and um, Frances McDormand she killed the role. It almost felt like she wasn't acting, which I think also means shows how great of an actor she is. Um, just a, a unique style of movie that has a lot of heart. The message was really good. Um, again, kind of beautifully shot. Um, just you know it it didn't really the reason why it's number nine on my list it, it didn't really i didn't i didn't find myself like feeling the need to like go back and watch it again like it, it's a really really great first watch yep yeah it seems like a movie that'd be a tough rewatch right right um all right my number nine <laughs> i'm excited to see your reaction to <laughs> okay in the heights Oh wow! Low okay. musical action. I okay. love this movie. I thought what it's just a really fun movie. There's a lot of just obviously a lot of singing uh but there's just a lot going on um i just i honestly it was just fun like there's not a ton you could say it's a musical and it's fun did um, you ever see west side story i have not i haven't either i, I, I mean it's gotten like insane yeah. reviews so yeah i do want to see so that. i wonder if that one would be a higher on your list if you did see probably it. yeah yeah i also like musicals you do not see i'm so. just not a big musical guy not. i'm sorry all right uh my number eight is house of gucci mm. um I like this movie. I thought it was very fun. I think, honestly, Lady Gaga probably should win the Oscar. Um, I think they did kind of amplify and maybe ride the coattails of the Gucci name in this movie. Um, I did see a, a critique on uh, Twitter from a screenwriting guy that I follow that I, I, after the fact, I'm like, okay, I could kind of see that. And I think his critique was like, after you know, two and a half hours. I don't really care about any of these one particular characters, hmm. but on the other hand, it's like, it's a true story. And I, I, I mean, I like true stories and 
I just thought Lady Gaga killed it. Um, and it was just a really interesting story, I thought, yeah. honestly. So that's probably why it's number eight, not, you know, in my top five. But we yeah. will talk about it more later. Okay. All right. My number eight is actually Cruella. Nice. Uh, Emma Underrated. Wa- yeah. Emma Stone fucking killed that yeah. role. And uh, the, what's the name of the older lady? Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, Olivia nuts. Coleman? Yes, Olivia. She killed that shit yeah. too. It was really well done. There, you know, I like the dark take. It's it's a little dark. Dark. The fashion was cool. Right. The the colors the, and the, the songs. Whole, yes, the songs. so dope. Yeah, it was it was really really well done. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, that was like one of the first movies we went to. Like after like yeah. when theaters be- opened back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super fun, super yeah, fun. It was. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch that on Disney Plus soon. All right, this next movie I have for number seven. I don't think. You honestly may have never even heard of it. It wasn't really heavily publicized, but I saw it and I'm like, I watched it and I'm like, this is really fucking good. Um, And it's called Swan Song. It's an Apple TV movie and uh, it has um, Herschel Ali, Aquafina. Who's the old lady in it? Older lady. I don't know. It it has a a really good cast. Very simple, simple concept. Um, And I just thought it was very powerful and deep. Um, yeah, I just, if you have Apple TV, I would recommend watching this. Um, just like I said, a simple, simple concept, but it really makes you think. And, uh, Mahershala, like always just murders his role. So Glenn Close. swan song, Glenn Close. That's it. Uh, all right. My number seven is suicide squad. Nice. Uh, again, another uh, uh, kind of recurring theme with my list is just fun. Yeah. Um, maybe that's because I don't watch a ton of movies at home. I struggle yeah. with watching. So a lot of these were going like, I think pretty much every one on my uh, list I saw in theaters, except for maybe like one or two. Okay. Um, but it, it Gun, James Gunn, just that man knows how to make fucking superhero. Movies. All right. And he does it. He's got his own unique style. He's like the Adam McKay of like superhero movies. Right? I like, like that. You, you know I like what, that comparison. You know exactly right. what you're going to get. Right. He's going to do a great job. The opening scene in that movie uh, on the beach right. is one of the funniest, damn, craziest right. damn scenes you'll ever see. Um, there is nothing funnier than when they go to that village and just kill everybody. <laughs> right. Like right. It, it, the twist with that. Like it was just so funny. The only problem is the very end. The big bad was kind of lame to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the, he, for us not knowing if it's a sequel, if it's right. a, you know its own movie, uh, he he basically saved DC by doing that. Yeah. Shit because it was just incredible, and they got some use out of some really cool characters. I agree. I I really appreciate how they give gave him kind of full reign. Like they let it be rated right. R. They let him really kill whoever he wanted to. Yeah. Um, it felt like they were going to kill off some really big, and they did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that they gave him full reign was awesome. I will say the girl who plays Ratcatcher too. Yeah, I'm predicting that she's going to be a star. Yeah, uh, I, I really really enjoyed her. Um, yeah, just I love that like R-rated humorous yeah. superhero genre. Yeah. That that's my favorite. So, all right, what are we up to? Six. Yep. Um, my number six is an animated movie on Netflix. 
Um, a lot of people may have not known about this or maybe forgot about it, but uh, it's the Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, this one really hit home. Um, similar vibes to like Soul. Like it felt like you can appreciate it as an adult. Um, I just really, really liked it. It really hit home for me. And um, the animation was really cool. I think it was done by the same production company that did um, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Um, I think it's like Sony animation or whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> really good movie. Very funny. Very cute. Um, and it has a lot of heart. So I uh, highly recommend if you're looking for like a family movie, uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. So check it out. Okay. My number six is another one we saw together, The Last Duel. Nice. Um it was, it was like an old Hollywood movie, yeah. which I enjoyed. Yeah. Because um, a lot of my list is kind of the bigger popcorny type movies. Sure. This one was very good. Um, little long. Um, they kind of <clears throat> yeah. dragged some of it out that we didn't necessarily need. Um, but Matt Damon was awesome in this movie. Ben Affleck played a good uh, little character too. Mm. Um, whenever those two are on screen together, it's just going to get, you know, me it's going to be feels. a banger. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. So, um, lot to, di- uh, dissect in that movie, but it, it was, um, a good movie. And I felt like we hadn't had like a good sword movie in a while. Yeah. So we, yeah. Like we a medieval a time type movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we, and I, it's a very unique, like, approach to that right? yeah the like, parts yeah yeah i agree with that um and kind of the different perspectives well, yeah the, and like, right 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 like getting a female's perspective right. in that time yeah i for don't sure. know if we've ever gotten for sure um <laughs> so th- this was one of my honorable mentions that i revealed on mm-hmm. the scrubs and uh <laughs> we brought up the the ridley scott millennial take yeah. not great not you know we got not defend- gonna help you sell tickets we, we gotta defend our millennials out here but I still appreciated your movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, two of your movies, the House of Gucci, yeah. you did that too. Yeah. Um, so, okay. <clears throat> Number five uh, for me is another Netflix movie. Um, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's called uh, the, ha- the Power of the Dog. Um, it's kind of a Western-type vibe. Um, it has Jesse Plemons, and it has Kirsten Dunst. Um, very, very powerful movie. Um, it kind of has this big reveal at the end where you're like, once, once you put two and two together, you're like, oh, shit. Like, it it makes you think a little bit. Like, I love movies that, like, the day after, you're still fucking thinking yep. about them. That's how you know it's a great movie. And uh, this movie was a thinker. And um, <clears throat> sorry, I have this raspy-ass voice, guys. <laughs> I'm really sorry. But, uh, yeah, this movie is very powerful. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. Benedict Cumberbatch absolutely killed it. So check that out. Does a dog die in that movie? Um... I don't think so. Okay, then I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't, you, I don't think you'll cry. I don't do movies. Well, you never know with me. <laughs> bit of a baby. All right, my number five is Shang-Chi. Nice. Um, see, that appears to be a common theme with Marvel is uh, the very end kind of is the reason why this isn't higher. Uh, <laughs> just because they got a little mythical with it, a little CGI heavy. Right, right. Um, I said it in the in the scrubs, yeah. it felt kind of like a DC movie when yeah. they brought the the dragons in. Yeah, would you agree with that? I would. Okay. Um, but outside of that, like before that, it was it was a beautiful, beautifully shot movie. Oh yeah. Uh, characters were great. Aquafina also learning how to shoot a bow in like ten minutes was a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was worried about her being in the movie and them trying to like overdo her like sense of humor with it. But she was great. 
um, whole cast. I always forget the main character's name in real life, uh, but he was yeah. absolutely incredible. Simu Lu or yeah, something, something like that. that. Um, and I'm really excited to see him in the MCU moving yeah. forward. So yeah, it was it was just a, it just was a, a really fun kind of surprising story. movie. Right, yeah. right. Okay, um, my number four, the first Marvel movie on my list. Oh. All my all the Marvel movies made my honorable mention for the most part. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Um, talk about a movie that perfectly lives up to fucking expectations. We can talk more about it when we hit it on your list. Yeah, let's just, let's save it. Okay, we'll save it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that was what? Number four. All right, my number four is Don't Look Up. Okay. Uh, Netflix. Uh, I have a lot of takes on this and it's a little bit higher, but. Okay, do you want, you want to save let's, that let's one? Let's save it if you don't mind. Yep, let's save it. Okay. Okay, sorry. Number three for me, um. I know you weren't as high on this movie as me, but I fucking love it just from the filmmaking aspect, and that is Dune. Okay, I absolutely love. I thought this you movie. were going somewhere else, and I was about to slap the shit out you. Uh, no. Thought you were going with Green Book or Green Knight or whatever the fuck. Oh, that movie no, was. no, no! That did not make my list. <laughs> Shocker! That movie fucking sucked, and anybody who says that movie is good, fuck you. <laughs> that movie sucked. Uh, right, wasn't my favorite. Was ahead. not my favorite. <clears throat> but Dune, um, I I get that it's like. It felt like a long act one, but um, I wholeheartedly believe in uh, Dennis Villanueva, whatever his name is. Sorry, he's an amazing, great, one of the best directors of our time. Um, I I trust his vision, and uh, knowing that this is a part one, we're going to get a part two, I'm going to take it all in as one. And uh, I just thought the world building was incredible. Um I like that I was I was enthralled in the movie theater and I felt like I was kind of trying to put, put the puzzle together and figure everything out. Um, I think that was very intentional. Um, I just I, this this feels like I, I love the feeling of coming into a new movie franchise on the ground floor and it felt like that's what we're getting. Like we know we're getting number two. I hope we get three, four. Like I hope they keep this going because the world on this. It is incredible, and the politics. It felt like Star Wars meets the Matrix with um, um, Timothy Chamolet. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, being kind of the one. I just, I, I really enjoyed the whole concept of this movie, and I, I, I get the cr- the critique of it being kind of like like the ending felt like the beginning a little bit. But I just loved, loved, loved the filmmaking aspect of it. So, Dune is my number three. It did not make my top ten. Oh wow! Okay, interesting. That's all right. It was the filmmaking of it. I'll give you. But when we saw it, they had not formally announced that there was going to be a part right. two. I just right at the beginning they say part one. So you're like, okay, yeah. it's going to be part two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you figure <laughs> right. But they don't announce that. Right. And the two is just confusing as all get up yeah i know they, i mean you're definitely playing catch up in the trailer they showed every scene that zendaya was right, in right so that was false fucking advertising <laughs> she was in it a lot a, a very little but yeah a lot she, she, she was will, over a minute and a half she will play a big role in the yeah, next one yeah and yeah timothy chalamet is that his name what Chal- did i say Ch- chamelet or something no i did it yeah. okay i don't know sorry he's a stud actor so yeah uh, not a huge fan he just kind of plays scrawny white guy. Okay, that's fair. In like every role. No. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number three is House of Gucci. House of Gucci. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, I did not know like the real life, like how it was going to end. Okay. Because I think we talked about that, and you're like, oh, I remember that. I just like I'm. I did not know that. Okay. So yeah. I knew like not all of it, but a good majority. I didn't know she was out. That part was shocking to me that she's out of jail already. Um, oh, in real life? Yeah, in real life. Oh, she's shit. Out of jail. I, I guess I didn't like, know if that. If you go back to when she was sentenced and like how long she got, yeah, she's already out. Wow. Um, Lady Gaga, I agree, I think is the best performance I've seen this year. Um, Jared Leto, who oh, God. I have been he is so funny. very critical <laughs> of in a uh, past podcast. I, he was great. All right. I will say like from what I have read, it sounds like um, – his character was like the most kind of overblown. Right. right. Um, so you dramatize. Yeah. Think of like, like they kind of make him seem like the idiot. Right. He's actually the one who designed the Gucci logo. Oh, really? That you see on everything. Huh. So he's a little more talented than right. kind of what they let off. But um, Adam Driver just has never put out a bad performance. Mm-hmm. So this one is a lot more character driven for me than um, everything else. But everything else was. Really well done, too. Um, I thought it crescendoed very nicely. Um, so I, I really did enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it, too. Yeah, I, yeah for sure. Um, and also the Tom Ford reveal. I did yeah, not that know that. Cool. That was really cool. That was cool. That was cool. I will say they could have probably stripped out 20 minutes of the movie, and yeah. it might have been a top. Uh, well, the like the me, the middle part is yeah, what you it, we we talked about it. I think yeah, right? yeah. drags a little bit, but um, other than that, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. This yeah, movie. for sure. All right, my number two is uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. So is mine. That's your number two. Yep. Okay, um, just a, a great role for uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I thought he played Fred Hampton just beautifully. Um, it got me hyped with his speeches and just an infuriating true story. Like, like this just pisses you off and it kind of shows you how corrupt, you know, America and, um, kind of law enforcement is. Um, I just, I, uh, it really is an empathetic movie and a sign of the times. I think it's very timely, uh, with it being kind of a historical movie, I just really, really enjoyed it, and I think um, it's a very important movie. Yeah, Lakeith Stein, uh, Steinfeld. Absolutely yeah, he was great too. too. Yep. Uh, Jesse uh, Plemons. Jesse Plemons. He's a. I fucking love him as an actor. Same. That's a so hard good. face to love, but you do love him when he he's just. He, he always puts out a great role. He does. He yeah. does. It's shocking. Um, so yeah, no, it was a great movie. Great message. Um, yeah, not <clears throat> yeah. nothing else to say. I think yeah. you touched on it. Okay, so uh, my number one might be a hot take, maybe partially recency biased, <laughs> but um, I, th- I think it's a very... It's dis- not the same as mine, so it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Very de- divisive movie. I think um, you either love it or hate it. Like, I, I think it's getting a lot of... Sh- like, I've seen a lot of people praising it and a lot of people shitting on it, um, but I really, really think this is an important movie. And that's Don't Look Up. You already had it on yours. Um, <clears throat> I just think it's it's a it's a satirical take on... Th- the premise is a comet is coming to blow up planet Earth. And these two astronomers are warning the world and nobody cares. <clears throat> and I just think it highlights how divided we are as a society. Um, it's very prevalent that... This is a metaphor for climate change and 
you know, even like COVID really, how we're dealing with COVID. Um, it's, it's, it's a very clear political take from Adam McKay. So that is probably why it is so divisive. But, um, I just thought it, it's, it, there are a lot of important messages embedded through this. You can, now you can poke fun or you can, you can say you don't like the style of movie that Adam McKay makes and because this this is 100% an Adam McKay movie. Yeah. And I think that's wh- that's personally why I think I enjoy it um, so much. That satirical but yet so smart mm-hmm. um, movie and storytelling. But um, <clears throat> just the cast is stacked top to bottom. Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill I thought had an, um, just a hilarious great role. Um I don't know. I just really, really this this really struck a nerve with me, and it, it really hit home. <clears throat> I, I I genuinely think like this is probably fucked up, but if something like this happened in real life, if a comet happened, where we are at in society and how divided we are, this is this could potentially be a fucking documentary of what could come, and that's what I think makes it so brilliant. Um, I hope it doesn't happen that way, um, but. I think it's very, very. It's a lot deeper than the surface of what you're watching. And again, with where you're at politically, maybe you hate it, maybe you love it. I'm on the side that I love this movie, but um, I think it's a really, really important movie. And also, um, <clears throat> I'm really sorry for the raspiness. I got to power through it though. Um, did you watch the post-credit scene? Oh shit! I don't think I did. <laughs> Do you want me to? Yeah, it's not ahead. really a spoiler. <clears throat> spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it. But uh, so there's a post credit, and so you see um, the Meryl Streep, the president, and kind of the rich people going on the flight or the, the spaceship to leave planet Earth to survive. And if you remember um, the the dude who's making fun of like Steve Jobs and or yeah, um, Mark Rylance is that his name? Yeah, um, Steve Jobs or maybe Jeff Bezos. I yeah. don't know. Um, he says like, oh your algorithm says you're going to die by some weird name. Mm. They get to this new planet and they have, they have these weird ass like creatures and it fucking <laughs> eats Meryl Streep. And he goes, I think I can't remember. It's like a Birkin or yeah, something, something weird. Like and he goes, I think that's called a Birkin. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it's very out of place with the movie. I just, it was fucking funny. That is funny. Um, but yeah, I really think this is an important movie. And uh, again, it's very divisive because it's meant to be that. But uh, I'm on the side that I really enjoyed it. So I did. I, I, I enjoyed it too. The reason it's not higher for me, um, when I do my rankings, a lot of it comes into rewatchability for me. Sure. I'm not sure how rewatchable this movie right. is. <clears throat> like I think once you see it once, and that's kind of how I feel with a lot of Adam McKay movies. Right. I love him. Every movie he does, yeah. I love. I love that style, that humor, the um, the topics he touch on, and how in depth he goes with them, and how he takes a really smart topic and can like kind of dumb it down for people. Yeah, um, like the big short like the big is, short. A, is yeah. a prime example. And so, like, I love that. Um, I just don't know if I'll go back to it, which is why I knocked it a sure. little bit lower sure. um, in my rankings. The Leo casting is something that I've thought a lot about mm-hmm. since I've seen the movie. And I can't tell if I love it or if I'm just eh on it. The are reason saying, are you saying his placement in it or like his performance? Like you didn't no, like, like his actual performance? No, his it, performance or? is 
perfect. He's Leo just DiCaprio. His casting. He, yeah, just him sure. casting. I okay. don't know if there was someone out there that could have delivered that in a better way. Um, I'm not sure. He he gave a great performance. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And once you realize that, like, this is really more of like a global warming, climate change right. type thing, and you know how close that is to Leo, it makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I kind of gave a pass for that. Um, but it, it it was incredible. To me, the biggest problem with the movie was Jonah Hill. Really? Yes. But let me so say funny. it this way. <laughs> Jonah Hill was awesome in the movie. Yeah. I just think they wrote him... Over like, the top? On the nose a little too much. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like, My biggest like funny part for him, in my mind, was when he's introducing his mom, the president, and he goes, look at this smoke show of a president. Yeah, that, I was just like, oh my God. So like, I, I get why they're right. doing they're it. They're making like, fun of Trump. Yeah. Let's, let's just yeah. say it. <laughs> and same with like, right. of course, Trump would get on a plane and leave his son if the world was ending. Like, right, right. That's another meta commentary in it. So, like, I got it. It was just too on the nose for right. me. Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. what kind of was like, eh. I just think it's so, like, like the fact that Jennifer Lawrence is trying to tell the world that uh, yeah. we're, we're all going to die, and they're making they're making jokes, and she says, we're all going to fucking die, and it becomes a meme. Yeah. Like, I, that just feels, like, so real. Like, Well, even the happen? don't look up stuff. Yeah. Like, a right. whole party, basically, right. is like... No, and that's know. what to me felt like COVID a yeah. little bit. Oh, hundred percent, right? Like, 100%. I don't know. I just thought of the times. It's, it's such an important movie yeah. with a lot of really important topics. Absolutely. So I really, really enjoyed it. So, don't look up my number one. What's yours? Black Widow. No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> I was gonna be okay. <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home. Hell yeah, is my number one. Um, and I want to start with this. And I f- we've talked about this a bunch on our podcast. You call yourself Martin Trey Cor- uh, Trace Casey. Uh, <laughs> Martin Scar Tracy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that man's wrong. That man's wrong. Everybody that has Marvel takes is wrong. And it's a stupid debate. Um, oh, the whole cinema thing? Yes. Yeah. Movies, more than anything else, are supposed to make you have a feel. You're supposed to either, you know, comedy is supposed to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. There's movies that make you think, like, don't look up. There's movies that make you emotional and cry that connect to you on a personal level. What Spider-Man did in taking a fucking comic book show, uh, comic book character and bringing it to life and bringing in different generations of a character was fucking incredible. To see Tobey Maguire back as Spider-Man. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Just kidding. It's like number two all-time box office. Right. People have fucking seen it. You would you would hope so. It was you got every single type of emotion in this movie. At least I did. Maybe yeah. others didn't, but I did. You laugh. You know, when they're on screen, you're just smiling. I Absolutely. Like, I looked around and everyone was just had a huge grin on your face at the end when they're hugging and saying their goodbye. I was crying like a little fucking <laughs> baby. It's just Marvel consistently delivers on all of their big projects. Not, you know, they they do a great job throughout. There's very few misses in mm-hmm. Marvel for me. Um, Thor: The Dark World. I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, but when they have the big projects that they really are pumping, and you know it, they fucking deliver, man. And it's so awesome that like we're living in this time that we get to go witness this awesome piece of fucking cinema. What a time to be alive. 
it's just for me it's like there this is like one of the most theorized movies yes and the fact that we and get highest what we expectations. wanted we get exactly like it, it perfectly lived up to expectations like we all knew that we were supposed to get all the spider-man and we got all the spider-man yes. you know like it, it, it was not a letdown at all i thought all the villains were crazy cool you got the the spoiler alert daredevil piece yeah that was awesome um you got the hint at miles morales um you got zendaya you got it, it's just everything was awesome perfectly done perfectly done and they did such a unique thing with this peter parker right like and all of the other Spider-Mans, it's Uncle Ben dies, and with great power comes great mm. responsibility. They even loop that in. Right. <laughs> That's so dope. But they do it in their own unique twist. Right. It's right. Aunt May this time. She right. delivers the actual line from the comic book. Right. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not. Like I That's that actual line that Uncle Ben says. Um because she says it kind of weirdly, like when you're, because you're used to great power come, but she says it comic book accurately. Okay. Um, the the. Doc Ock was incredible. Green Goblin was just fucking oh, fuck menacing. Yes. William Dafoe just well, fucking absolutely amazing. Yeah, I just thought it was also very deep. Yes, like the fact that like you you witness like the Spider Man, ta- the Tom Holland Spider Man, taking the responsibility and feeling the fact that okay he fucked up and that's why he lost Aunt May. Yeah. Like, it felt heavy. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's the coming of age of Peter Parker, and now he's back to, like, the beginning of Spider-Man, alone, in the city, right. poor, by yourself, right. and you're just Spider-Man. And, like, it was it was just absolutely incredible. Um, it's right up there. Like, Endgame, nothing to me will ever top Endgame. I think Endgame's the absolute perfect movie. The first time you see it, it there's nothing like it. Right. Spider-Man No Way Home is number two for me. Yeah. It, it was that good. It was just I, fucking incredible. I, I like what you said. We were texting after it, obviously. the You said that the portal scene when we get, spoiler alert, the other Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, that was one of the coolest Marvel, maybe movie moments of our lives, right? Like It's number probably two for me. Yeah, it's just, it was awesome. Like I remember like sitting next to my brother and being like, that's not fucking Tom Holland. Yeah. Like when he takes his mask <laughs> off, you're just like, ah, oh my God. right. It was just like, and then the so way hyped. Toby just kind of yeah. walks in. And it was just so awesome. Yeah. So Number awesome. one for me is when Cap wields uh, right. Mjolnir in right. Endgame and yells, uh, "Avengers Assemble!" That there was no, nothing will ever top that for me in cinema history. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> Gets me choked up every time. <laughs> oh uh, no, he's crying <laughs> I'm here. Not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> But I did. I cried probably two or three different times in this movie. Um, it was so beautiful at the end when he sees, like, she's wearing, still wearing his necklace. He sees that she has the cut, so he decides, you know, maybe I don't want to tell them who I am and put mm-hmm. them through the pain and they're living their best life. Like, all of it was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, a movie that perfectly lives up to expectations, which was very hard to do because. Yes. This is one of the most anticipated Marvel movies, if not movies, in a long, long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. All right. That's our uh, TV movie portion. Shall we kick it to some music? Yep. Okay. Um, Can I just preface? Music for me is always the hardest. I fucking struggle with music. I will say in my, uh, now that I'm almost 30, in my later years here. um, Both of us rip. Yeah. uh, (laughs) 
I don't listen to as much music as I once did. Yeah. See, I think like the difference between us is like I correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you're driving, you probably listen to like podcasts. Yep. See, me, it's I always just listen to music. Yeah. I, when I'm working out, I listen to podcasts, and that's how I get my fix there. But it's like music is always in in the car for me. See, so. I'm a podcast guy. Even when I, like if I'm on the elliptical, it's a podcast. If I'm lifting, then I do music, but. It's hard for me to do new music while I'm lifting because yeah. it's like, yeah. Then I'm not really listening, so right. I struggle with with music. You just know me. I'm I'm a hip hop yeah, head, so I hip-hop. stay with the time. Yeah. So, but now I feel that that's all good. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna start off with songs and then we'll do albums. Um, songs I feel like is always the hardest. Yeah, just because there's, there's fucking many. so many songs, you have to dwindle it to ten. Um, so I'm gonna start off with my number ten and. Uh, I wanted to show this some love just because of, again, how fucking brilliant it is. And that's Bo Burnham. Um, I think my favorite song on that um, album. And honestly, this album has been on repeat a lot. Like, I've been listening to it a lot. Um, My favorite one on it is All Eyes on Me. Um, Get your fucking hands up. Just absolutely brilliant. I think that's the, like, out of all the song songs that felt like an actual song. Yeah. really fun again it's funny and but the the album itself tells a fucking story and it ties it perfectly he's got a great voice too he really does it's just this is my favorite song off that album so wanted to show it some love all eyes on me okay so just so people know uh, my songs are very tied to my albums yeah that's that's fair so i tried to make it as like you know, one of Sorry. my favorite or one of my, like what I think is the yeah. best songs off the album. Sure. So for number 10, <clears throat> shout out to two fly on this. I have a tie, um, <laughs> tie, tie with the fucking ties. <laughs> yeah. He had like three ties. Yeah, this is my only one. Uh, <laughs> so I did breadwinner and justified by Casey Musgraves. Okay. Um, she's a brand is a little more country. Yeah. She's like a country pop. Right. Type singer, um, her little like umbrella song, like the rainbow one that's on the commercial the all the time. Amazon one, yeah, yeah, that's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, she's got a great voice. Um, my only beef with her, and it, this is also a shout out to Erica. She loves Casey Musgraves. She's her favorite right now. Um, a lot of her songs to me kind of sound the same as my only beef with Casey Musgraves. <laughs> but uh, both these songs are just they're, they're good stories, good times, good vibes. So. She came out with an album this year, right? Yep. Okay. Cool. All right, my number nine is a Silk Sonic song, um, and that's Fly As Me. Uh, fun fact, this was written, co-written by Big Sean. Um, I thought this was, um, it wasn't like a single, so I think uh, it's kind of a deep cut, if you will, off the album. Um, but I thought this was the most fun of all the songs. I uh, just fucking love it. Um, so yeah, Silk Sonic, Fly As Me. It's a good one. All right, my number nine is Easy On Me by Adele. Hell yeah. Just, she's just got pipes, man. Amazing she's voice. Just every, for some reason on TikTok, I, I'm in the Adele algorithm, I think, because <laughs> I just get like random live performances yeah. by Adele, and I can't not watch the whole video right. just because I'm mesmerized by her voice. Right. Um, and this song is it's so deep, and it's just so beautifully sang. Right. So it's number nine for me. Yeah. So on you listen to the Scrubs pod, mm-hmm. um, to be loved was yep. on my honorable mention list. That's my favorite from that album. It's a great song so too. fucking good. She's her voice is just incredible. Okay, my number eight is uh, "Brutal" by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, really, this she took 
the 2021 by Storm uh, with this album, and uh, the this is the first song on the album. I just love this song. It, yep. it just is a vibe. Um, I love how authentic she is. You see her as kind of this Disney girl. She's on the new High School Musical, um, but she's cussing. She's dropping mm. the f bomb. I um, love it. Love that. Love that. Uh, Brutal is my favorite off that album. So my number eight is Driver's License. Nice. It was the song of the summer. Yeah. Listen. We're going to talk about Olivia Rodrigo a lot today. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Even if you're in a very serious, committed relationship, you act like you've been just <laughs> when a you're horrible songs. breakup. <laughs> I mean, she just does that to you. I will also say, if you haven't seen the SNL video of when they do driver's license, oh, hilarious. one of the funniest yes. fucking SNL videos I've seen Agreed. in a long time. Agreed. Uh, so, yeah. She just license. makes like ear candy. Like, oh, yeah. it's just, it sticks awesome. with you, right? Okay, my number uh, seven, I think, is the song probably of the summer-ish. Uh, maybe came out a little bit before that, but uh, Peaches by Justin yeah, Bieber. my number seven. Nice. Um, yeah, with uh, Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Uh, just such a vibe, such a summer Absolutely. vibe. Uh, you know, Justin Bieber is awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. He makes great music. Um, and this was my favorite off that album. I so. agree. All right. Um, you want me to just go my number six? Or do you have anything to add with peaches? Nope. Okay, I gotta I gotta cough real quick. So uh, sorry. <coughs> okay, sorry. Um, number six uh, is a Tyler the Creator song. This is my favorite off of the album. Um, it's Massa, and um, <clears throat> just we'll get into it when we talk about more about the album. But this just uh, is a dope kind of story and uh tyler the creator is just at the peak of his artistry right now and uh i really like this song so my number six is another bieber song it's stay with the kid lowry okay uh just every time it was yeah, on radio like, song you just you just kind of catch yourself singing Hell yeah Hell it's yeah. just a fun song both of them have awesome voices yeah. the little tiktok of them dancing like idiot white boys <laughs> you know it's just it's a fun song hell yeah all right, uh, number five for me is a J. Cole song. It's my favorite off of the off season. It's a little bit deeper one. Um, a lot of people, I think, would probably have Amari. But uh, my favorite is Let Go My Hand. Um, I just think it tells a really deep story. I think it's interesting how he brings up his little uh, um, brawl with Diddy, and he kind of full circles it with Diddy being on the song, doing a little spoken word skit. Um, I just really, really enjoy it. Um, so let go of my hand. My number five is jail. Um, Take what you want. <laughs> Hove might have the the best verse. Oh my god! He definitely has the best verse on the album. But his verse in that song is just fucking bars, man. Right, dude. I fucking love it. I, I honestly think more so even than just the verse itself is the in, his entrance into that album, yeah. especially when you're listening to it on the um, listening sessions when you didn't know the track list, when you didn't know yeah. who was going to be on it. Originally, that was the last song, and so he was the last thing you heard on the album, and you're like, holy shit, they're yeah. back together. Just awesome. But even for me, like I didn't do any of the right. pre-watch stuff, <laughs> and on the album it doesn't say any of the features. Right, right, right. So like, for me, I was so like, you're oh, surprised too. shit, right. cool. Yeah. Oh. So dope. Those two just together. make iconic music. Right, right. I'm glad, glad they made amends. 
All right, uh, number four. Uh, this uh, song got leaked on uh, Instagram bef- uh, way ahead of its album release, and that is uh, <clears throat> Headshots by Isaiah Rashad off of uh, The House is Burning. I just think this song is just immaculate vibes. It's just so fun, so catchy. The chorus is just incredible. Um, don't sleep on Isaiah Rashad and uh, Headshots, number four. My number four is Lemon Pepper Freestyle, nice. Drake and Rick Ross. Nice. Another just iconic rap duo. Hell yeah. When those two are together, it's a fucking hit. Absolutely. Every time. And Drake is rapidly rapping. Yes. And right? they both fucking bring it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I fucking love that song. Hell yeah. Okay. My number three, I think if this, so this is a Boz song, but uh, I think if J. Cole is featured, I think if it was J. Cole's song, this would have been probably the song of the year popularity wise in, in hip hop that is um, it's called the Jackie uh, it's by Boz J. Cole and Lil TJ just a dope fun rap song probably my personal uh, song of the summer um, just really enjoyed it very underrated just because I don't know if a lot of the masses heard this song but um, if you did like I think it was on repeat which it was for me so uh, the Jackie number three my number three is Deja Vu Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, okay. Just two Olivia Rodrigo. Two respect. Uh, just uh, another just beautiful little breakup song. Just catchy little chorus. Hell yeah! All of it. Do you get deja vu? Mm. Love it. Banger. I have the the vinyl on display down I got in the basement. The vinyl for Erica for Christmas. Hell yeah! Classic. Partly selfish. Partly selfish. <laughs> I like it. Um, okay, my number two, uh, I personally think this is the verse of the year. Um, that's Andre 3K on Life of the Party, uh, Kanye West on Donda, uh, the deluxe version. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about it on the Scrubs pod because uh, it was in some of their top tens. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, I'm really, I, I said this on the Scrubs pod, but I'll repeat it. I'm really glad that they flipped it because when it was originally leaked, Kanye used his verse as the Drake diss. I'm really glad they peeled that back and put the real verse on there because I think it's a beautiful song. You got, <clears throat> God damn, I'm really sorry about this <laughs> rasp. Um, really beautiful that they put DMX at the end of the song with a skit with his daughter. That was beautiful. Um, but Andre 3K, man, when he comes out of the cave, the man just fucking spits, man. He just doesn't miss. No and one it, has it, a higher hit rate. Really? Seriously? Like, it just makes me want a solo album that much more. And, uh, you know, I I really wish it was uh, not edited, but it's still just amazing. <laughs> Are you laughing at my voice? No, I'm laughing at <laughs> I feel so Kanye, bad right now. I'm sorry. Kanye editing songs. <laughs> right. So stupid. All right, my number two is Amari uh, yep. by J. Cole. To me, it's the best song on the album. Yeah, it Hell just yeah. just brings it. Yep. Absolutely brings it. Um, so, it's, it, it, yeah, to me, it's just the best song on the album. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, my number one song of 2021. That is Two Phone Baby Keem, but really more so than that, the <laughs> return of the GOAT Kendrick Lamar. Um, 2021, I ain't taking no prisoners. You have one more day to take no prisoners in 2021, but I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Just an absolute bop. Every time I hear it, I get hype. I'm ready to fucking turn up. It's just an incredible, dope song. The video is really cool. Um, I just, I need new Kendrick Lamar in my life. Same. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, my number one is smoking out the window. Okay, Silk Sonic. A little Silk Sonic. It is just the this smooth. Bitch oh, got he, me he comes in and it. says that it is just like mm, such, mm. such a great duo. Oh, it is. They just it's it's silky smooth, great vibes. It was it was incredible to hear them. Uh, I think it was only what nine songs, right? But to me, this is this one was my favorite. It it was just it's just enjoyable music. Hell yeah, that's it, the best way I can put it. It really like. I want. I kind of want to compare it to Spider Man and like that. It perfectly lives up to yeah. expectations. We can get to it in our album segment because I have a feeling it might be in that for both of us. We'll we'll see. But um, yeah, just that's a great song. All right, let's kick it to uh, albums, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I think mine is definitely going to be hip hop heavy. So I'm sorry for the non hip hop heads out there, but it is what it is. I sprinkled some other stuff in there, but um, the majority is is hip hop. Um, okay, my number 10 is uh, a Dreamville rapper, um, not by the name of J. Cole. <laughs> and uh, this is Loot. Uh, it's called Gold Mouth. Um, so <clears throat> he really, um, I discovered him really off of the uh, last Revenge of the Dreamers album. And uh, when he announced this album, I'm, I was looking forward to it. And uh, really dope album. Um, that's really what it is. It doesn't really tell a cohesive story. It's just a, a fun rapity rap album that has some um, um, great lyrics, and uh, he's just a really dope talent. So uh, check out Loot if you haven't. Number 10. All right, 10 for me is Donda. Uh, Donda. It's bloated. I think he gets outrapped consistently in every song. You and Ty have similar tastes. You might be a little higher than, than Ty. But. No, it's just lack of depth. Yeah. It's, okay. it's by ten by default, if you will. Um, <laughs> so, some the features are great. Um, yeah, we'll jail's the favorite song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, number nine. This uh, person he took a five year hiatus, but he's back. Uh, it's a TDE rapper, um, and that's Isaiah Rashad. The house is burning. I just think he does a perfect job of blending kind of that mumbly trap rap with really dense lyricism and uh um really not a cohesive story with the album either but uh just a real like he it, this is a comeback story um from the sun's tirade which i personally liked a little bit better um back in probably like 2016 or something like that um but really, just really glad that he's back in hip hop, and uh, this album's dope for sure. So I wanted to give it some love. The house is burning. All right, my number nine is Time Tequila and Therapy. It's by Old Dominion, a uh, little country band. Country uh, band. They, it, it's it's a fun album, and this it's just like <clears throat> Sorry. good vibes, happy vibes, and then there's some some very serious kind of deeper songs. Um, Hell yeah! So it, it's they they just. The I forget his name, but the lead singer just has such a great voice, um, and so it's just it's a really enjoyable album if you're looking for a fun album. Okay, little country vibes, I respect it. All right, um, number eight for me. I've been talking about it. Um, this album has been on repeat uh, for a good, great portion of 2021, and that is "Inside" by Bo Burnham. The songs, um, like I said, it is. A lot deeper than you think, um, even more so than that. The silly songs that you're listening to, um, it ties together and it's a cohesive story, which everyone who knows me knows that's <laughs> what I'm about. Um, 
just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It encompasses what 2020 felt like being stuck inside your house. Um, the kind of depression that even if you don't have clinical depression, I think all of us felt that to some degree in 2020 and how fucked up 2020 was um, outside of just COVID, just how fucked up everything was. Um, I think this album does a great job of amplifying that. And Bo Burnham, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So Absolutely. Had to show him some love. My number eight is Justice by Justin Bieber. Nice. It's not my favorite Bieber album, but it's it's right. a really solid album. A um, couple of big hits. Um, Peaches, obviously, being the highlight of right. that. But, um, you know, it's a little bit of a different turn for Bieber, a little more gospel-y um, yeah. in a lot of parts. But right. um, still some so fun My one songs. beef with, and again, I'm like putting all my cards on the table with this. I feel like I'm a broken fucking record. I'm sorry. But uh, I feel like with him having like the MLK skits and with him naming it Justice, yeah, I feel like that lends your hand to making that the theme. And I get not every album has to be like a cohesive theme. That, yeah. That's fine. But like when you have it on a plate there, I just, I wish they would yeah. execute it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, I agree. I just wish he would have lent to that a little bit more. Yep. So that's, that's my one beef with it. Uh, where are we at? Seven? Yep. Okay, my number seven is uh, Donda. You already talked about it. Um, <clears throat> and I've talked about it on the Scrubs, I know. But uh, I just, this album just makes me feel good, you know, whether you're religious or not. Um, I think the hev- this is heavy religious themes, and it is bloated. I think within that there is a deep classic, excuse me, album. Um, with it being so bloated, <clears throat> I think there are, in my humble opinion, just not with it being. And we'll count not the deluxe. I think deluxe was like what thirty-two fucking songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. Um, the original version being like twenty-seven. With it being twenty-seven songs. For me, there honestly aren't a lot of misses. I mean, you, I think, disagree, which is fine. I just, I really enjoyed this album. Um, you know, <clears throat> he may have gotten outwrapped on a lot of these songs, but for me, it's more so like the event. Like, it felt like an event. You got the listening sessions. Um, and I know Ty has a beef with, in, on the Scrubs pod with me making it a theme of going from Sinner to Saved, but... With how the track list is portrayed, at least on the original, I know he fucks it up with the deluxe, <laughs> but <clears throat> that that is the theme to me, and I I think that's intentional. I think uh, I think it's deeper than what a lot of people think. Um, I just it, it's beautiful music, and that's what I think. So yeah, Donda. All right, my, my number seven is Inside. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't put it in movie because I consider it more from like the album standpoint. Right. That's um, fair. If I would have thought about it more, I probably would have had it in my top ten yeah. movies. Um, but I think you've hit it perfectly. There's the fun, quirky songs. Right. Um, there's the the really deep, um, introspective songs, and it's just the dude's just so fucking talented. It's just crazy how like popular it is, yeah. right? Oh, I actually uh, I bought the vinyl. Oh, did you? <laughs> I'm excited to to get that and spin it. But uh, I absolutely love this album. Absolutely. What's your favorite off it? 
all eyes on me. Yeah. Like the the Bezos one and two is Bezos is funny. Funny. Um sexting cracks me the fuck yes. up. How the world works. Yeah. Hilarious. I just think on Goodbye, the way he ties like three different songs together and makes it all wrapped up. Yeah. So fucking brilliant. It's just it awesome. It is. Yeah. It's just great. Okay. Um number six. My number six is uh thirty by Adele. Um just talk about uh, just a mature album. Oh, yeah. And I'll be honest, I, I don't think I've listened to her previous, I don't know, two or three albums in full. Obviously, I've listened to like the hits that are on the radio that you, you can't get in the car and listen under radio yeah. without hearing her songs um, that when they're hits. <clears throat> but uh, this, I, I listened to the whole album. Man, I'm really sorry about this rass. I literally sound sorry. like a fucking two packs a day smoker and i i promise you that's not the case i've been telling you to come back but but, um yeah this such a mature album um touched on a lot of hard topics like the one that she's talking to her daughter um that one is just like damn it's crazy um but to be loved is my favorite obviously easy on me is great um, I drink wine. I really like that song. Just mm-hmm. a lot of really great songs, and just she showcases her her amazing vocals, and it's just it's just awesome. And like I said, really the mature vibes. You know, with us almost turning thirty, I think we can yeah. appreciate that. So yeah, absolutely. My number six is Silk Sonic. Hell yeah! Uh, it would have been higher if it was more songs. They right. Definitely just I wish went, there were more songs. Yeah, it yeah. just definitely went for. Let's just put out some good fucking music right. and be done with it. A little, a little quality over quantity. Yeah, which right. is fine. Right, uh, I respect that. Uh, but it's just every song's just a fucking vibe. Absolutely, it's it's just awesome. It's uh, two really creative dudes um, coming together. I, like this is what you want. Like, yeah, when you want to do a collab album, this is the type of shit that it's I. It's just want. it's just fun. Yeah, it's just a absolutely. fun album. Like, um, yeah, like even the I don't know if you've seen any of the music videos. They, I, I saw the uh, the smoking out the window. Yeah, one. it just has that kind of and is it seventies or eighties vibe? Yeah. It just felt like very on par like with what right, stuff, like yeah. it felt on par with what you wanted to see. Yeah. Right, like yeah, absolutely love this album. Okay, my number five. Um, I don't know if you listen to this, but I really, really want you to listen to this because I think you will love it. Um, it's "I Died for This" by Grip. He is uh, late, the latest Shady Records signee. Um, Eminem is on this album. Um, just a really, really, really good album. Um, it tells it tells a, a nonlinear story and um, really touches on like it, I, I relate it being a creative to like my writing and stuff like that. But it really delves into like the giving your life for the art. And uh, it's something that I can relate to and appreciate. But um, just this man can rap his fucking ass off. And it's really good. He has bars, but also is telling a story. He has the features, I think. Um, Eminem, Royce the Five Nines on there. Um, my boy Kenny Mason's on there. Just I highly recommend this album if you're a hip-hop head. Um, and it's it's awesome. So I Died for This by Grip, number five. My number five is Starcrossed by Casey Musgraves. Nice. Uh, this is probably the album I've heard the most, although not always voluntarily. Uh, a lot of <laughs> road trips to Kansas City. Is that Rainbow's Umbrella? What's the name of that song? Is that on this album or I is think it that's previous? On the, I think that one's on here. Okay. I, I like that song. I, can't, I, I don't have the track list memorized, <laughs> unfortunately. Damn. Damn. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, no, there's just it's a lot of great songs. My only beef is some of them sound similar to <laughs> other songs, but if, if that, they sound but, differently, it'd definitely be number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay, uh, number four for me is Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Again, this album took 2021 by storm. She had at least two, if not three, fucking absolute hits. Like, um, she's just a, a, an incredible young talent who has a great career ahead of her if she sticks with this trajectory. Um, Brutal is my favorite, but you can't go wrong with Driver's License, Deja Vu. Good for um, you. I think um, Good For You is probably my second favorite. And then what's the other? Um, Trader, I think, Trader. has been yep. on the radio. Um, just um, uh, probably one of the most popular albums of 2021, at least on our list. So, <clears throat> All right, my number four is Certified Lover Boy. Oh, um, okay. CLP. It's not even close to a top three album for drake right it's a lot more to me like uh more life than anything else yeah. he's done right where it's just kind of a collection of songs right. um it's still good quality yeah it's just not drake good quality. i just i just wish it felt and i'm sure he put his all into it i just wish it felt like he i don't want to say like he cared but like i see to i don't me, know it feels like he's bored to me, so this is what I think. I think he took so long making this right. album that there was so many different variations. I yeah, that like, probably. I think certain songs, you know, fuck it, keep it in, take some out. Right. I I just think that the cut was probably hard because he probably didn't want to do a Donda and put thirty two right, songs right. on there. What's your favorite song off it? Uh, Champagne Poetry. Okay, I've yeah listen Great any song. drake album you ask me whatever the first the song intro. is he fucking kills intros. <laughs> right right outside like there's outside no of one, meek mill meek mill kills intros <laughs> but meek mill doesn't touch drake drake is the best intro artist of all time tuscan leather has to be my favorite i'm sorry are you gonna say over my dead body over my dead body is the best that's fair that's fair but they're like champagne poetry is awesome it's though. great yeah I just love just a dope fucking sample yes, can't can't go wrong with that Okay, uh, we on three now? Three. Three. Um, I went with An Evening with Silk Sonic. I went with The Quality Over Quantity. I know it's only nine songs, but every song is just immaculate vibes. Like you said, um, just absolute fun. The The chemistry that they have yes. is awesome. Um, it's, just, it's just incredible. They have... Um, what's the first big hit? Uh, Leave the door open. Just a smash hit. Did that come out like six months before the album? Yeah, okay. yeah. They waited a long I feel time. Like that's been yeah. Out for it it has. It, like it might. It might have been last year that they even yeah, dropped it. I don't know. But um, just just a really really fun dope album. So, um, Silk Sonic. My number three. We don't have to talk about it a lot because you already had it. But it's Thirty by Adele. Yeah. Um, just there's no one. Like just pure like pound for pound when it comes to vocals, I don't think anybody touches Adele. There's some great vocalists out. Like Ariana has right. an incredible voice. Right. I don't think she comes close to Adele. Yeah. I really do think she is like the best vocalist of our lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, just <clears throat> it's it's not for everybody, right? It's right. very serious, very mature, like you said. Um, you know, it talks a lot about divorce as someone right. that is a child of divorce. You know, there's some stuff in there that. I connect with that others probably don't. Um, so it's just, it's an unbelievable album. Um, and it's also 
She also benefits from not dropping. I was that was going to be my point. Right? My like, next point. She's a every three to four exactly. years. Exactly. If uh, that. Yeah. If that. And so when she does, it's like right. Oh, you know shit. it's like, gonna. You have to listen. You know it's gonna be some heavy shit. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. So I like that too. My number three. Okay, my number two is the off season. Uh, by that's my J. number Cole. two as well. Okay. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Just I remember the moment I, we talked a little bit about it on the Scrubs pod, but when this dropped, it really felt like the first big album of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Galveston, Texas. Um, it was nighttime. I, I've had my beats in, and I listened to this right when it came out on its own, or right when it came out. Um, and when it dropped, the features weren't listed. J. Cole is the past two, three albums hasn't had a feature, and just so with the features being on there, that was fun. <clears throat> but this, I think, <clears throat> I'm sorry, um, it it really showcases how fucking rapidly rap this man like how talented this dude is at rapping um i really think in a different era this would be a mixtape and i think we've talked about that Mm -hmm. in previous podcasts um i think this is a prelude to the fall off but it just shows how great that could potentially be um because this album is awesome um again no real story other than the fact of like you put the work in the, it's really more of a theme mm-hmm. it's like you put the work in, in the off season and you get the product in the regular season which i would have to think is the off se- or the the fall off coming soon yeah i just j cole is at the top of his game he's one of the, the best to ever do it um the best to currently do it since kendrick lamar has maybe retired who fucking knows um yeah, just a great fucking album. Where I agree, um, and so we don't have to go. But where <laughs> does it rank for you for J Cole album? That's tough. That's tough. You know, I'm a for your eyes only guy, with it being the story that it is. But um, it's hard for me to put it above two, uh, 2014, just because that's the popular one. Um, that's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably two. I think this might be number three. I think I would have it in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. I would flip flop your one and two. Yeah, yeah. I think it's three for me too. Just yeah, the man spits. And I'm surprised that was the number one. Yeah, and you know what? It's like you can't. If at the very least it is impeccable rapping, you can't knock it. Like oh, absolutely, you know it, that is what it is, and that. That is what this album is. Just great fucking rapping. So, uh, yeah, the off season number two. So are we on my number one then? Yeah. Bob <clears throat> Tarantino three. Yeah. That was at the very bottom of my fucking <laughs> list. So disappointed in that. Um, but uh, a lot of people may think this is a hot take. I don't really care. Um, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator, is my number one. Um, <clears throat> I just think compared to J. Cole's album, I think it's a, it's a more full album. Um this is just kind of a personal thing for me, but it's like this album made me want to travel. Like we're going to Italy soon. And um, really a inspiration of that is this album. Like it just, I like the theme of like when you get, you know, travel, get lost and um, experience life. And that's really, I'm I'm reaching, I think with that theme a little bit, but um, I feel it. And, the music again is dope. I'm gonna have to take a drink of water because I'm fucking You're raspy fine. as hell. But You're okay. pause real quick. Okay, sorry. Um, I just think Tyler the Creator is at the top of his game right now, 
And um, Call Me If You Get Lost is kind of uh, doubling down on the rap factor after Igor because Igor felt more like a pop album. And, um, you know, I love the DJ drama aspect. Um, a lot of people may not like that. I just think it was so nostalgic and so fucking hip hop that it was dope. Um, and I just love how with every album, like not every album, but since Igor, Tyler, the creator with every album kind of personifies the album in real life. Like when he goes on tour, he has the kind of get up. He has the luggage with the call me if you get lost. I just, I love Tyler, the creator and his trajectory um, with his artistry. And uh, this album just proves that he can wrap his ass off too. But yet um, he can tell a story like on Wilshire. Um, he has the hit with like Lumberjack yeah, it's just all around just a dope album. I just love it. Cool. Call me if you get lost. My number one is Sour by Olivia Oh, Rodriguez. shit. Okay. Tyler Crater didn't make the cut. He did. I only That's listened fair. to the album once. That's fair. That's it fair. wasn't fair for me to list it in the top ten. That's fair. Um, she came out of nowhere, right? Like, I had known who she was because right. uh, I watched the right. high school musical show. Uh, is she even, good in that? Like, yeah, no, would you she's, say she's a better music uh, mus- musician than actor? Yeah, it's hard because in that she's like singing, right? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, in a lot of it, not, right? Not all of it, right. but she's a very good actress. Um, so I didn't even really know. Like, obviously, I knew she sang, but I didn't know like she was pursuing right. any type of music right. career or anything. A lot of it's talking about the main character mm-hmm. from the High School Musical show that Sean Bassett, which oh, in the album, yeah, right, which I watched so. I was like, I had all these ends to it. Right? <laughs> right. Like, I know what's going on with it. Sadly, I know I'm almost 30. I shouldn't be into that shit. <laughs> I hey am. man, no, Sorry. no judgment. Uh, but it was just song after song and then hit after hit and all of them delivered. It's not what I like about it is it's a very simple album. It's not overly like produced. Yeah. All that like driver's license. She just fucking did that on a little piano in her house. Like all of that shit is really cool to me. Um, and I just think she took the year by storm. I think uh, you could make a very strong case for her for 2021 MVP. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, if we did a breakout star of the year, I think we could probably both agree that it might be her. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's a salute to her. Um, and I'm just really excited. Like, that's her debut album. Right. right? Like, that's the, right. that's the first one. Most people's debut album is like, you go back to it and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that was pretty good. Right. Um, so I'm excited to see where the story goes uh, from here. I just think it's it's so brilliant because even with us being 28, I don't want to say us almost 30, <laughs> we're 28, <laughs> um, we can still relate to that kind of teenage love, no, that yeah. like the teenage angst, We've you know what there. I mean? We've all been there. Um, we all can relate to that, and it just makes for great music. It um, does. Um, the drama, the conflict, it, and – Really, just the songs themselves are just fun and catchy and uh, makes for a great album. It does. So I, I can't knock it for being your number one. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, um, that's music. We're going to move it to sports. I feel like my sports list is a little lame. Like It felt like I'm just listing off championships, which kind of sucks. Hard not to. Um, so I'm sorry for that, but yeah. So I will kick it off with our number 10 um, I'm sorry if I butcher this name because I'm definitely going to, but uh, it's Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. I, I kind of said it right. Yeah, you did. Um, 
him winning the Masters, becoming the first Asian born to do so, making history. Um, that is my number ten. I would have had that on my list, but it was a very anticlimactic uh, Masters. So, yeah, I didn't have. I, I knew that. I watched the whole I know thing. You didn't. I knew that. We watched <laughs> it together, uh, all four rounds. Um, my number ten. Speaking of championships, is the Atlanta Braves. Uh, okay, it was just a cool story. They kind of came not out of nowhere. They were a solid team all year, um, but then a murderer's row beating the Dodgers, um, which no one thought was going to happen. Um, and then the way they handled the Astros in the World Series, um, a lot of guys on that team that are easy to root for, like Freddie Freeman, um, and they did it without their fucking best player. Like that's the mind blowing part, right? So they're number. That's 10. higher on my list. So, but yeah, okay. My number nine again. I feel like this is just default, and I'm. It's kind of lame, but uh, Bama winning again um, this last January. So last, yeah. you know, the last year of football season. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. They reload, and I'll have more on that later. Okay. Uh, my number nine was actually just I think last weekend. It was seeing Tiger and his son play together. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. In a golf tournament, and the reason it's on this list is one: Tiger damn near died, damn near had his right. leg amputated, and then a couple months later is playing golf, and he actually played really well. And then there was just a lot of cool things on social media. I don't know if you saw any of it, mm-hmm. where like his son is just like a mini me version of him. Oh really? Like someone So he's a stud? Yeah, oh he's a fucking baller. Really? They almost won the tournament and he's wow. like twelve or something. That's crazy. Um but there's this really cool video that I want you to watch at some point where they hand Tiger a video and it's him side by side and it, his son, like it's like from different days and stuff. They itch their nose the same. Really? They pick up the club, same that's, twirl. That's crazy. Like it, they all have like they have the same exact mannerisms and like seeing Tiger. So somebody showed Tiger yeah, that. Yeah, and so nice. like seeing his reaction was pretty cool. Nice. And, um, it was just it was a really cool moment. And then like Sunday they come out and they're wearing red, the red polo. And that's it was awesome. Just, it was dope. That's awesome. Okay, uh, again, kind of lame because it's just a championship. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Lightning win back to back. Yeah. That's really all that, I have to say about it. That didn't make mine. My number eight was uh, the Simone Biles story uh, with the Olympics. That's higher on mine, but yeah. Um, just the amount of weight that, that she carried mm. being crowned the GOAT going into the Olympics, all the expectations that we had of her, mm-hmm. um, and then to just come out and be like, listen, I'm not in a space mentally. Right. Um, and to not give in to the pressure. Right. And what that probably did and how many people that reached – is a far bigger impact right. than any gold medal that she would have won at that Olympics. Right. So right. number eight for me. Okay. Uh, my number seven is Candace Parker winning a title for her hometown team, the Chicago Sky. Candace. Kind of just a cool story. Yeah. All right. My number seven. I don't know if you're up to He's date. He's just on laughing because I'm just fucking listening off championships. No, no, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm laughing because of what my number seven <laughs> <Okay>. is. <clears throat> it's Pull Assassin. Do you pole know what Pull Assassin is? I can't say I do. It was this a TikTok thing. No, it was. <laughs> I'm a boomer. Crazy ass story that took over on Twitter. Okay. Texas's like top assistant, their top assistant football coach, is married to a stripper, former <laughs> okay. stripper named Pull Assassin. They had a Halloween party. They had this huge like um, maze in the their backyard. Uh-huh. Kids went through it. Everybody had a good time. One kid, they had to call an ambulance because. Pole Assassin has a monkey. <laughs> it's just getting crazy. Yes. <laughs> this is all from Twitter. <clears throat> the kid apparently went, like, 
where it said like do not enter if you get to this point turn around the kid said fuck it <laughs> went over saw the monkey and the monkey bit the kid and Jesus. they had to fucking like lock the monkey's jaws off of this fucking kid wow. and so all of this shit happened on the internet it was like story by story was coming out about pole assassin then pole assassin. it came out that uh, she was on the Jerry Springer show oh as a stripper. And like they're like, oh, there's Pole Assassin. What a <laughs> fucking stripper name! Listen, right? Shout out to you. That's a great stripper name. She's no longer a stripper or a dancer, whatever the correct term is. <laughs> but it was a funny ass story. That so is that's, that is that's wild. Number seven for me. That's funny. Okay, number uh, six is uh, Baylor knocking off Gonzaga uh, and kind of making it so they didn't have a perfect season. Oh, yeah. It kind of sucks because, you know, it would be probably a cooler story yeah. if Gonzaga had the perfect season. But, uh, yeah, Baylor, Baylor knocking him off. dominant for sure. Right. Uh, my number six was uh, the Shohei Otani story, just everything that came with it. Um, to be able to pitch and hit the way he did is just – like in professional sport, like that is just – it's unheard of the amount of success he had. Winning the MVP this year was very much well-deserved. Um and it's just it's fucking cool to see um, someone someone do that two way stuff uh, in professional sports, and just shows you the talent that that dude has. Right, so, absolutely. Number six for me. Okay, uh, my number five. You already hit on it, but the Braves winning the World Series just uh, with uh, they just haven't won it in a long time, yeah. and it's always a cool story to see them come back. All right, my number five, you kind of touched on it. Mine is specific to Devontae Smith. So he wins the Heisman, and then in the national championship game, he plays two quarters. In two quarters, he had 12 catches, 215 yards, and three touchdowns. That was also part of mine. Yeah, you know, I, just, I, I knew that. I was just you, you know. had the whole game. <laughs> it was the the craziest performance from an individual I've ever seen in a national championship game. Right. Um, he just absolutely dominated, um, and so. I just want the to slim reaper, shout right? out that. Yep. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, number four, uh, the NCAA made it so players can receive monetary yeah. compensation. Um, Big. Whether you stand, you know, where you – Wherever you stand on the issue, it's uh, either way, it's a big story and a Absolutely. big moment for sports. So I uh, had to give it to number four. Yeah, that's a good one. That one did not make my list. All right, my number four happened a couple weeks ago. It was in UFC – uh, Juliana Pena upset Amanda Nunez in the um, uh, ladies' title fight. Uh, it was the fourth biggest underdog ever in UFC oh, history wow. to win. She was plus 700. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, no one ever thought that she was going to win. She has a compelling-ass story. She's been calling for this fight for years um, and has claimed that like Nunez was ducking her because she knew. Um, she, then she had a bad injury. Um, so she rehabbed that. So it was the the lady is impressive. She was really fun to listen to afterwards, um, and pulled yeah one of the biggest upsets of all time in UFC history. Very cool. All right, uh, my number three is Giannis getting his first ring and uh, going for fifty. Was that in the final game? It yeah. was the final game. The okay. Yeah, um, that's just incredible. And he's a dog. 
Um, I have his jumpsuit, so shout out to the Greek Freak. <laughs> My number three is Jalen Suggs' half-court shot to beat UCLA in the Final Four. Yep. Would have been number one if they would have gone on to win, mm-hmm. uh, but they got trounced in the uh, championship game. But that Final Four game was absolutely incredible. You had the Cinderella story of UCLA. It was like an 11 seed. Um, who kind of limped into the, the play-in game? Yeah, play-in yeah. game. Um, got hot. Was just they just kept beating teams. Right. And this Gonzaga team that all year we thought was unbeatable, they were hanging in there. They were winning, and then Jalen Suggs hits just an incredible half court yeah, shot. Yeah, I remember that. Time. So uh, that was number three for me. Cool. Uh, my number two, you already hit on it, but Simone Biles uh, putting mental health at the forefront of the Olympics and really the world. Um, really thought. It was a cool moment. Like you said, it uh, goes beyond sports. Um, it impacts real lives. And um, really just for me, it's like not giving into the pressure. Like everyone, that was like there wasn't a lot going on like TV-wise mm-hmm. at the time of the those Olympics. And, and um, she was the star right, of the Olympics. Exactly. She they was the face. her as right. yeah, the face exactly. of the Exactly. And for her to not give into that pressure is just incredible. Um, so – had to give it its due at number two. Absolutely. That's a bar. My number two you just had was uh, Giannis getting the 50-piece in the clincher. He's just an easy fucking dude to root for. Right. Uh, I, the, the, I always like to tell this story whenever Giannis is brought up. When he was drafted and they brought him over, right, like he was the skinny kid from Greece. He was comes from a really poor family. Um, and they were really worried about his nutrition. And they're like, Giannis, like, we have a nutritionist here. We have a chef. Like, we're feeding you. Why aren't you, like, gaining weight and stuff? He was taking the food that the Bucks were making and providing to him and taking it home and, like, storing it because he didn't realize, like, he was going to be able to eat every day yeah. with the Bucks. Like, just because, like, he was in survival mode for right. so long in Greece that now he was here and, like, he just didn't understand. Yeah, and so wild. to come from where he's come from uh, to become the player he is, he's he just is an awesome dude to root for, right. an easy dude to root for, so – um, he's number two, and For I'm sure. guessing we probably have the I'm same number guessing one. guessing we have the same number one, and that is Tom Brady. Tampa Bay. Tom, Tom Brady winning it without Belichick in Tampa Bay. Um, just it was a, not just a particularly a cool fun night for me. Uh, were, really the were Super you there? Bowl was, yeah, really the Super Bowl wasn't all that great. Yeah, we were just there the with – the storyline of Tom yeah, Brady. We were there with Erica, who's a diehard Chiefs fan, and she was just watching her Chiefs get their claps <laughs> – or their cheeks clap, but uh, – yeah, it's just it's a testament to Tom, right? right. Like just defying age just him and being everything. the literal goat. He is. He is. Like I've fought it for a long time. Me I'm too. not a huge Tom Brady, fan, but it's impossible not right. to be like right. fucking impressive. And how yeah. about how about him tossing the, uh, the Lombardi, Lombardi trophy? Yeah. That's always going to be iconic. Yeah, absolutely. crazy. It's always crazy when Tom Brady gets uh, hammered drunk and um, goes to celebrate yeah. it. Um, yeah, cool, uh, cool moments. All right, and the big one of the night, our 2021 Pop Culture MVP. This was tough for me. There wasn't really like a clear oh, cut. Um, I had at it. least in my mind, I guess I didn't really think of it. So I was trying to Did think you already that. allude to it earlier? Or no? Okay. Um, <coughs> I think the first year we did this, we both had The Rock as our MVP, and okay. I think that's the only time we've had the same. Yeah. I have a gut feeling we might have the I same. I don't know. All right, what's yours? Well, we already talked about it, and I feel like I butchered his name. Oh, uh, yeah, we don't have the same then. Yeah, you you say it, Timothy Chalamet. Yep, oh, he's in three three movies this year, and um, 
Going to be Willy Wonka next year. I, I think he's a good actor. I don't know. Um, I, I think he he has like future Leo vibes in my in my mind. Um, and I think he's putting that on display. We have him in Dune. We had him in Don't Look Up. And we had him in uh, The French Dispatch, which I did not watch. But I have heard good things about. So, uh, yeah, I went with the acting a little bit. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I missed here. I'm, I'm anxious to hear yours now. So. He's not. It's not that he's a bad. He's like Eddie Redmayne to me. Like Eddie, okay. Like they're. I understand the talent. I see the talent. It's just maybe it's just their personal. Life. There's just, there's like a personality that's lacking that I'm just like. Okay. Yeah. Scrawny white kid. Uh. Okay. My MVP of the year is his co-star. It's Zendaya. That's fair. Zendaya was also in three she movies. Was, she she also- was the box office king of 2021 yeah um i think uh cam on the scrubs had her yeah as his mvp yeah granted uh she shouldn't t- did get i have a ton of credit year? for i, I think, think i honestly might have had her last year i don't know or maybe the year she was in euphoria yeah maybe, i think yeah. you did yeah. yeah uh one i i would give my life for zendaya uh, me too shout out to her <laughs> shout out tom holland the uh, lucky fucking bastard just <laughs> fuck you, Tom Holland. Uh, but I'm happy for them. They're they're honestly, this is so sad to say, but they're the couple that they break up. I'll be so sad. They're so perfect. Right, right. I watch all their little press junket <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, and I just I just smile. They're just the cutest little couple. Right. Um, I, I do. I wish it was me. Um, but she's she's super fucking talented. Oh hell yeah. Uh, she's a great actor, great singer. Um, Let's name all three of them. So we have Malcolm Spi- and Marie. Malcolm Marie, Spider Man. What's the third? Dune. Oh, and Dune. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I said co star because she was in Dune Got with it. Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, she she won the box office. Um, we have uh, her coming, Euphoria, Euphoria January 9th. Yep. Super excited for that. You're, you're a Euphoria guy, right? Uh, I haven't actually watched them. Okay. I've seen like the first episode and I was like, too weird for you. A lot going on here. There is a lot but going I, on. I will probably I will probably watch it before Makes me the scared new season fucking comes kids. Out. But I will say that is one of the most empathetic shows that I've seen in a long time. Uh, but Zendaya absolutely is a fucking talent. Yeah, she's incredible. So um, okay, now we're gonna move to our um, anticipated portion of the show. <clears throat> we're only gonna do threes here, um, and we'll start it off with our TV shows. So uh, this is where we're talking about. <clears throat> Sorry, TV shows that we're excited about in 2022. Yep. Okay, um, and we don't uh, necessarily have to go in like order, like the oh, top three, yep. whatever. We can. I, ran- I ranked mine. Okay, I did too. Okay. I mean, we we can. Um, I have an honorable mention that okay. I want to say. Um, I I haven't. That I'm kind of sad to say this. Shamed. I have not seen these movies, but with all the hype surrounding the TV show, mm. um, I'm interested. Yep. And that's Lord of the Rings. So that's my number three. Really? Yep. Okay. Just the, I mean, the amount of money they're putting into this yep. season, you know, 500 fucking million dollars, half a billion dollars into a TV show. Um, and that's like, what, two or three times of what like Game of Thrones was, which was some expensive shit. Um, I don't know. It, it has to be some good shit. I agree. That's why I have it as number three. Right. I, I I do enjoy. I enjoyed the trilogy. I did not watch any of the Hobbit movies. Okay. Um, 
And I'm wondering, is this like, do we need to see the movies? I don't know. I don't, I don't know think, either. I don't know if anything's really come out about right. it, but I'm excited just to see another. Like, yeah. Of, at, anytime you get one of these big kind of world building fantasy world right. type like, things. I, yeah. Yeah. It'll I be hope fun. they do it right. I hope they do it right. Yeah. My number three is House of the Dragon, uh, yeah. getting some more Game of Thrones in our lives. I don't know if they've. I want to say they they said January, but I could be I wrong. I thought it was January. Okay. Too. I don't know for a fact on that, but really excited to see what they do with this. Uh, I mean, I'm just excited to have Game of Thrones back, but uh, um, it'll be cool to see kind of where the Mad King stemmed from and all that. So okay. that's my number my, three. My number two is Moon Knight. Nice. Um, I'm excited about this one, yeah. too. One, I think it's going to be <clears throat> similar to Hawkeye in the sense that it's a more grounded character. Okay. Um, two, I just – Oscar Isaac is fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see him in that role. And it just looks like it's a little different, right? Like, I, I, think I hope it's got, dark. Like, Yeah, I think it's – Does it have Batman vibes? Is he like the Batman of Marvel? Sort of. It, I don't really he, he know. He kind much of has about like him. split personalities. Okay, that's so, what so, Yeah, so it's, okay. I think you're going to get to see – uh, see him do like different things okay. within the show, which I think will be cool. interesting. Have you seen the latest rumor with this show? It's no. not really a big thing, but uh, the rumor I at least saw was uh, George Clooney may be directing an episode, oh, which is cool. Interesting, yeah. Um, okay, my number two is Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Um, <clears throat> I, I should have had this on my yeah. list. I, I did not. Yeah, it. The trailer just the came trailer out. The trailer was awesome. It looks incredible. It's an Adam McKay show, so we're going to kind of get, I, I don't want to say satirical, but I maybe satirical. I would just, assume. Just with kind of the, you can tell like it's going to play on no, the right. sex and kind of Magic Johnson. Sex, um, drugs, partying. Right, that. right. <clears throat> I will say the dude playing um, Magic. Magic. I, I thought I heard someone knocking. Kind of weird. Sorry. Um, oh, you're good. You're good. Um I I don't know who he is. I think it's like his it's like a first big new thing guy. I clicked on his uh, profile on Twitter when I looked, and I'm sure he has more now. The dude literally had 800 followers. <laughs> That's so it's, funny. It, it's crazy. He's going to be a huge star because yeah. I assume this is going to be a hit. But yeah. you also know it's going to be good because someone asked Magic, like, "Are you excited about this show?" And he was like, "Absolutely not." Oh really? Yeah. So they're going to say some shit. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to they're going to uh, get into the deep end. All right, my number one is any guesses? Mm, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, mine too. <laughs> yeah. Ewan McGregor. So fucking excited. Yeah, Ewan McGregor is just the fucking best, and mm. I can't wait to see him back. We get Hayden Christensen back. This has potential to be the Spider Man of like oh, the Star yes. Wars where we're at right now. Absolutely, like everything's falling into place. Ewan McGregor is the perfect age. Yes. We have Hayden Christensen coming back as Vader. Like, it has the potential to and be perfect. And it's like the one <clears throat> of the Star Wars, like, timeline that we have. This is like the one area where right. we don't really have definitive answers right. on, like, right. what's happening and I, what's I, going on. I think there's rumors that Ahsoka may come into this. Yeah. Um, just, I'm so excited. I am, too. Um, I This, to me, seems like a summer show. I, they, I, would assume I don't so. think they've announced. I just yeah. would, uh, I would assume. So. Yeah, really, really excited about about that show. Um, we even got so is Mandalorian season three coming next yes, year? Yes, it's supposed we to. We have I that. Think. We have Miss Marvel. Yep. We have She Hulk. She Hulk. Um, I think that might be it for Marvel TV shows. But um, yeah, there was Euphoria season two. Um, hopefully, we get Barry season 
That's a show I, Two I or need three. to watch because I love uh, Hater. Yeah, you would really like that yeah. show. A lot, lot looking forward to on the TV front. Um, okay, I, I don't know why I put albums in between movies, but... Um, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Okay, 2022 anticipated albums. My number three... So I, were these ones that <clears> you like... It's just who you want or ones that have been like confirmed? Um, I have two that I want, one confirmed. Okay. So my third one i think i honestly had two of the three from last year same i did too <laughs> so it's it's SZA. okay um i really like SZA, <clears throat> and she put out <clears throat> god damn i'm really sorry <laughs> i really feel bad about my voice um I, she put out two songs in 2021 um good days and i hate you both really fun vibes um i'm really excited for a SZA album uh, I went Beyonce for number three. Ooh, fuck I would yeah. love to get a new Beyonce yeah. album, especially because maybe we could get another whole verse or two. Yeah. Uh, if it's anything like Lemonade, yeah. you know I'm here for that. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Yep. I didn't think about that. Um, number two is a confirmed one. It's uh, The Dawn by The Weeknd. Um, I personally, like, I, I fucking loved After Hours. Um, so if it's anything like that, I'm all here for it. Um, but I, I did enjoy um, Take My Breath. It, I could see how some people wouldn't like it because it, it's a little more poppy, um, more radio friendly. Yeah. But uh, I'm here for the weekend, so the dawn. Okay, my number two. Uh, I've been wanting an album for like a fucking decade. Is Rihanna? Oh fuck yeah, uh, that's a good one. I probably should have had her. Yeah, like we just need Rihanna. When Auntie was like fucking what? Uh, probably 2008. Is it that long? I don't know. Damn. It feels. You like have it. to look that one up. I'm gonna look. I, I mean. Yeah, if that's it's, if it's been that long, like, holy it, shit, that's our freshman year of high school. Yeah, it's it seriously has been forever. Look, she's dating again. A little ASAP Rocky. Maybe they need to break up. Okay, it was 2016, so way off. But still, but, fucking five years. Yeah, senior year of college, right? So, yeah, it's it's time for some new Rihanna. That would be life. great. She's focused on her Fenty. Yeah, she's killing it. Yeah, she is. I, I like her little Instagram post. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, my number one, I assume yours yeah. is number one, is uh, K dot. Don't 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 address me unless it with four letters. Um, could be you know G O A T or K O K D O T. I just want a fucking Kendrick album so fucking bad. Um, man, it it has to be time, right? It's got to. It has to be time. Watch him drop like December of next year. Oh my god, don't don't put that in the universe for 2022. No, I I just on the other hand, it's like I know the album's going to be great cuz he's taking his time. I just I need it in my life real bad. <laughs> so, I hope I really hope we get it. I have to think we're getting it. Yeah, With 100%. him coming on Baby Keem and saying 2021 I ain't taking no prisoners. Give us something. Yeah. Give us something, yeah. K-Dot. I agree. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 2022 anticipated movies. My number three is Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, that's a Scarsese movie with Leo um, De Niro, I think, and Jesse Plemons. Really excited for that, just simply because of that cast. Yeah. Um, with, I believe, the theme, or not the theme, the premise of it is like, um, it's an Osage, which I think is Native American country, and I think there's like a serial killer or something. Um, it's a true story. I'm here for it. Yeah. So. 
All of mine are comic booky. Okay. Uh, so number three for me is the Batman. Hell yeah, um, that's my just it's on my list. Anytime you get Batman on screen, I it's really must hope, see. I really hope this is rated R. I, would, I, I think that might yeah. be a stretch, but I'd be here for. I it. could see it. Yeah, I, I could I'd see be here it for because it. we're getting we are they already confirmed a I think two spinoffs for HBO Max, which to me lends itself to rated R. Um, I would be here for a rated I, R. Batman. To me, the if we always talk about what DC can do, right? Them going rated R because right. you know Marvel will never go there exactly. because of Disney. I don't know why they want it, especially right. with the success Suicide Squad had. Right. I will say the newest. Did you see the newest trailer they just put out a couple days ago? No, because I'm sick of fucking them fucking dropping trailers. Yeah, that's so fair. I refuse to watch. That's it. fair. Yeah, I, that trailer had less R, rated R vibes than the first one. Okay. The first one seemed darker. Yeah. Um, I'm still really excited for this movie. Same. The fucking Riddler, I don't know. It has Heath Ledger yeah. vibes to me. Um, I'm excited. But uh, okay, my number two is uh, an an animated movie actually, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse Part One. Um, <clears throat> that movie might be my favorite animated movie of all fucking time. Yeah, uh, just perfectly done. And so the the sequel, I'm really excited. Um, they can do whatever they want. It, that's yeah. that's what's cool about it. I like, hope they have a uh, <clears throat> Tobey Maguire Spider. That would be cool. Also. Then they could, sweet. yeah, they could do that. Um, I think I could be wrong, but I think they're doing Spider Man twenty ninety nine, which I think Oscar Isaac is voicing him. Um, so look out for that. I think they teased that at the very end of the first one. Um, really excited to see that one. And, uh, Have I told you what my next Spider-Man theory is? For the live action? Yeah. Um, so the rumor is they're going to do another trilogy right. with Tom Holland. And we, we discussed it a little bit, you yeah. think, but you, we can my, talk about my it. First, the first one is just going to be him in the city swinging, doing his thing. <laughs> At the end, he's going to run into Zendaya and... Uh, he's gonna what's r- the other dude's name? Ah, uh, shit. I always forget. Ned? Ned. Ned. Yes, Ned. And it was an N. Yeah. And he's going to be like, damn, I miss them. Okay. Second one is going to be about them trying to get their memory back. Love is going to conquer all they're going to remember. The third one, he's going to be tired of the bullshit. He wants to be done with Spider-Man. So he's training he's gonna Miles Morales. He's going to finally pass the torch. Yep. That'd be cool. That's my theory. I mean, we have to get a live action Miles Morales. Oh, they hinted at him. Have to. Yeah. Right? Jamie Foxx hinted at him. Right. All right. My number two is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Nice. Uh, This one is just simply out of intrigue, right? Yeah. It's just how are they going to handle the whole Chadwick Boseman thing? There's been some crazy stuff going on set right now. Right. um, With with COVID and or potential injury. Yeah. Maybe to cover up the COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm just genuinely curious about this um i hope they do it right i, I feel like they probably they, they will. will it's it's marvel right uh is it ryan krugler yep. is it ryan yeah. yep um <laughs> he does a great job with everything so i i have no doubt that um they'll get it right also zendaya was in space jam we forgot to yeah. mention that yeah uh so four oh, yeah. movies touché, touché. um i don't know why that just came to me because ryan krugler did that didn't he i think he might have produced or did he it. back out of it at the end i don't know I don't know. Uh, my number one, you already talked about it, is Batman. Um, I love Batman. Uh, across all superheroes, Batman's my favorite. Um, I <clears throat> I hope they do this one right. Um, it seems like it's going to be dark, which I'm a fan of when it comes to Batman. 
Um, the Riddler has Joker vibes to me, at least in the trailer. Um, again, I, I really hope it's rated R. I won't be like ultimately disappointed if it's not. Cause It'll it, still be dark. It probably Rick, won't be, yeah. but I don't know. A man can hope. Uh, I, I am excited because I think Batman alone in DC, and I know <clears throat> we always talk about how messy DC gets. I think Batman is going to create its own world, yeah. and it's going to build in HBO Max. I'm, I'm excited for that. So uh, it has a stat cast. Um, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Uh, Paul Dano as Riddler. And then Robert Pattinson. I even forgot uh, Colin Farrell as Penguin. Yeah. Um, just it's going to be dope. I'm, I'm really excited. And, and I'm really excited because we don't have to wait that long. It comes out in March. So not a long time that we have to wait. Absolutely. My number one <clears throat> is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. It's going to yeah. have the biggest implications in the Marvel For sure. Cinematic Universe moving forward. Um, we got the nice little trailer for it right. at the end of uh, No Way Home. Um, can we also talk about... Like we can, got, go ahead. So I'm sorry. Kind of looked like maybe we're getting the Sorcerer Supreme from yeah. What If. Right, dude. What? And they showed the little uh, wedding yeah. thing. And I'm like... I'm like, damn, are they going to like put that in that, play? That'd be dope. That There's be definitely cool. some variant Doctor right. Stranges, which right. is cool. We get Wanda back. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. Fuck. And there's been a lot happen. of crazy rumors about who might appear in that. That's what I was going to say. Any like crazy predictions? A lot of Magneto talk. Really? A lot of Magneto talk. That'd be sick. Talk. So they're going to loop in X-Men, huh? That's cool. That'd be, that'd be dope. Um Oh yeah, here's what I was gonna say. Can we talk about how Marvel and Spider-Man give no fucks on social media? They literally like, like maybe a week. I don't even know if it was a week. Literally just posted the, the Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah, but they the also end. just said, "Here's the trailer." It wasn't like. No, I know. I just thought it was like, and they. I think they're like revealing little hints at rumors from the spider-man movie yeah. they just give no fucks they're like well, if you haven't seen this fuck you at this point <laughs> i love people are fucking no i know it. i just think it's funny i will say back to spider-man quick mm. i really hope venom's not in the mcu that's yeah, i know but honestly i do, so we might get I, i've heard a rumor that we might get agent venom which is a different variant um because really if we're being real about it Tom Hardy gets um, sucked back into his world. Yeah, he does. And then a little bit stays. Yeah. So they can still do a different version of Venom. Yeah, I hope so. I think that's probably what will happen. And you predicted that. You think it's going to be Flash. Flash. So I I just, I do not like Venom. I don't know. I Tom love, Hardy's just love not, Tom Hardy. He's not built for I Venom. just, and he's again. He's not a funny I, dude. I think he goes back to my expectations. I thought we were going to get a dark almost rated R version cuz they they remember back when Venom first was tweeted about they were talking like it was going to be rated R and so I had in my mind I'm like okay this is going to be dark and then it comes and it's this cheesy as fuck comedy yeah. and it's just fucked with my expectations I didn't I just I just not a fan I literally only watched the the uh post credit I don't care about number 2 yeah, I did the same. I just googled yeah. the post because someone was like, right. I think you told me, like, oh, yeah. there's a Spider-Man tie. Right. So, and, yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't need Tom Hardy in the MCU right. as Venom. I, I really don't think we're getting it. I fucking hope not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But then again, in the Morbius trailer, the fucking vampire thing that I also don't care about, but might have to watch just because <laughs> of the MCU. Um, we get Michael Keaton's Vulture. We get um, the poster of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm here for that. We'll see. I would love Michael Keaton back in the MCU because he was he was a good was fucking yeah. awesome. He was dope. People sleep on Homecoming, right? Is that show coming out? They're doing a Spider-Man animated series. Say that again. Is what coming the out? The Spider-Man animated series. Oh, that like uh, freshman year yeah. thing. Yeah, I, it is. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's next is year. Echo next year. I don't know. I don't know if they put dates on them. I think. Yeah, that's right. I think I they all just said did. coming soon. Yeah, I think you're right. So that probably means 23. Yeah. If I'm being if I'm predicting, but I don't know. Because Echo will be dope because well, that's going to be... Do you think the, that's how they bring in Daredevil? Yeah, I think so. Because that's okay. a love interest of hers. Right. I love Daredevil. You have to watch I know, Daredevil. I need to watch it. It's dope. But it's dope. I'll probably wait till closer to And Echo. John Bernthal, I know they asked him about it in press or something, but they asked him if he was coming back as Punisher, and he said he's on board, but it has to be done right, a.k.a. rated R. And <clears throat> we know that... Deadpool 3, they've already said, is going to be in the MCU rated R. So I'm hoping that opens up a a way that Punisher can come back. I hope so, because that dude Dude, is bored to be Punisher. Incredible. He's awesome. Yeah. Okay. um, Do you have sports predictions? Okay. The only real thing I did was, like, I I hope we get NCAA football... Maybe not next year, but just like a confirmation that it's coming, like a release date I or a trailer. I think they said 2023. Okay. So there you go. Maybe some – We need it for the maybe some playoff. 5, though. Yeah. Maybe some playoff uh, expansion. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Do you have a wish list? For – Just like what pop culture you want in next year. I know it kind of is anticipated, yeah. but I don't know. I put – Kendrick Lamar album, already talked about it. Um, Trail SEO sells the script. Hopefully uh, the affluent divide becomes a real thing. And uh, more Scorsese. I want some uh, confirmation. Of, I know I know you're beefing with uh, him with Marvel. Uh, he's but just got bad takes. Great movies, bad takes. Yeah. I, ho- I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon, but I hope we get you know, confirmation of some more Scarsese movie. Squeeze out the Scarsese before the man uh, passes on because the dude's getting up there. He's, he's, <laughs> Marty's old. And don't invite him to any more award shows because he's going to sleep through it. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny. Um, yeah. So anything else for 2021 and looking forward to 2022? I, I don't. Not that I can. Was 2021 better than 2020? Yeah. I'd have to think just a little bit. Yeah, I mean it wasn't great. Yeah. But it was not great. It was it was better than twenty twenty. Yeah. So all right. That's our uh year end podcast. Thank you for listening. It was a long one. So um and you have to listen to my raspy ass voice. I'm I'm sorry for that. I've been popping halls and it's not working. But uh we appreciate you and uh I'll say it before Brandon, but stay safe, stay healthy, um, be smart and Let's actually get over COVID, please, for the fucking love of God. Um, Yeah, but it's been fun, and we'll be back in January with an original podcast. So uh, we'll see you then. Have a good one.